And we'll do a collapse sink. Whoo, it's been a long time since I've done this roll. Okay, uh, three, two, one, clap. Cool. All right. So, before we that get into like this. That sounded like it might have been in sync. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, the, like the fucking Backstreet Boys or something. Bro, someone yeah. the other day told me straight up. That, Not quite this, in sync, but pretty close is what you mean by it's like the Backstreet Boys. Yes. Well, well yeah. hear me out on this. Someone literally <laughs> said to me the other day, it turns out we've gotten to the point of maturity with OnlyFans that men actually figured out they can use it. And I was like, what do you mean? Of course they've been using it. They've been subscribing since the beginning. No, 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 no. Aaron Carter is walking around with his dick on OnlyFans, apparently. This is what Wait, someone told what? me the other day. Yeah, no. dude. Yeah. Oh, and, my God. by the way, I don't know if this is a joke or not because I did not look into this because I just don't think I want Aaron Carter's dick on my search history. By the way, that's kind of context. I <laughs> might. Now I might look for it. the podcast? <laughs> no, listen. Better? Hear me out. 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 They said that his name was, and I don't know if this is true and I have not confirmed this, but they said his account name, imagine his username, right? was Aaron and his D. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let us know in the comments if that's true or not. Um, Holy fuck, you guys. That's a great name. Um, that's All right. N- absolutely nuts. So I've um, destroyed the intro to this podcast already, but I think it's just, it had to be known. Like, th- men have figured out OnlyFans, and, and they are using it to a powerful effect. And I just think that is the natural progression of life. And I think we finally got there. So I just wanted to like signal to people uh, so that they may be uh, ready. For, Aren't for... some people also using OnlyFans as just like another form of Patreon? Like I think so. you can subscribe to it and just provide like video content to your fans, but only... Oh. Your fans, you know what I mean? All I can say is that if you're using OnlyFans and you're not naked, I don't want to say you're missing what your audience expectations is, but like, aren't you? It's like, it's like going on a, on like a, a cam site and just streaming video games. Yeah, exactly. It's like Twitches for that. It's, it's it's like um that one guy Ryan Creamer who's on Pornhub who just does. I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. So it's this uh, somebody out there will fucking know. He does safer work content on Pornhub, and that's the whole joke. Like <laughs> he will have titles that are like, you know, just really salacious, but then they are like practical readings of it in a way that is like very uh safer work. You know, that's funny. Um. And he, like, wears a fucking cardigan or something, you know? Like, he's, like, dressed really nicely and is, like, completely clothed the whole time. And he just, like, apparently murders on Pornhub. Like, he's just, like, dominant uh, in his own little niche there. And that's funny. But I don't think the ecosystem can support a lot of those. You know what I'm saying? I did, however, the other day. God, why do I have to cut this whole intro out? If their if their monetization system is better than YouTube's, maybe a lot of people should switch over. I have heard this sentiment said out loud. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm just saying, as someone with a budding YouTube channel, we're exploring all options. Okay, um, you might see Wind Down Wednesday and fucking Zoe learns Dark Souls on Pornhub. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh please. Oh shit. Oh my god. 
now that now I feel like we have to just for the joke. Oh fuck, dude! The amount oh, no. of fun and true joy I would have to to tag our videos properly on a site like Pornhub <laughs> would be just amazing. Like, just oh my god! I I don't know if we need to go down this road, but we're kind of we're kind of out here. Hey, by the way, it's just three of us tonight, and we're kind of taking it low key, and we're just chilling and and fucking around. So this is a little bit of a less uh a, a low key episode. And so that's where you might get into topics like what would our YouTube videos be tagged as if they were on Pornhub? Like, no, they would be Pornhub videos. They would not be YouTube videos. Correct. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Thank you for that distinction. Like, because this is where yeah. we're at, you guys. Uh, it is just a chill fucking night tonight. And we're going to sit here. We're going to talk about some Valorant. We're going to talk about some games we've been playing. And we're going to get the fuck out of here. Um, by the way, who is we? Great question. Uh, me, McCoy, uh, famous for bad takes but we'll get to that later um there's james <laughs> hey Over what's there. up um you know chilling james chilling like a villain um someone right. earlier said that they don't think that his commanding voice matches with his inviting face and i don't know what that means but speaking of people who have but, had but somebody who but, said that was you so oh, okay yeah <laughs> no need to like point fingers at who might have made a comment like that that's really i think blaming and uh you know i think it's wrong I mean, you could also see it, it does, as attribution yeah and it does seem like a compliment because i do feel like you'd rather have an inviting face and a commanding voice than a commanding face i don't know and an inviting no maybe not maybe no, i'm confused Good. But but James, the thing is that you have both qualities at different parts of your being, and that's exciting. You get to lead into either one depending on what the circumstance asks of you, right? If you had an inviting face and an inviting voice, you wouldn't get to be commanding at all. So right. there's that right. aspect as well. And the last person whose face absolutely does not match with their voice is Raphael. But wow, this is great. gosh, called out. That's not that's not fair I, I at mean, all. I think face not, not matching voice is a pretty universal thing. It's probably similar to like people hating recordings of their own voice. Ooh, yeah, true, guys. But also, doesn't your voice sound different in your own ears than it does like in the rest yeah. of the world? Like, it's through your skull, which apparently like has an impact on how it yeah. sounds. But yeah. am I <clears> just <throat> self-centered? I love the sound of my voice when I'm recording. Is that fucked up? I don't know. Do you hate the sound of your voice in real life? No. <laughs> right. I like it in well, both contexts. Is that, that wrong? That does seem a little unfair then, yeah. Fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, all right. Is McCoy a narcissist? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I as do well want to fucking read. I do want to fucking read this review that we got on our, um, our, uh, our podcast on iTunes. And now... A lot of podcasters would consider iTunes. Wait, to be did the we even introduce Raphael? Yeah, we did. Okay, just make. We did. Sure. We did. No, we did. He was the guy who doesn't match his face, and then he made the counter right, argument yeah. that that's pretty standard. And then we like riffed, I think, for a little bit, and then we were here. That's and then I the... forgot about it, and then I made a comment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but dude, we're fucking out here today. So yeah. this is the review that was given on our iTunes. Uh, I think it's most recently, but iTunes is this weird algorithmic thing where it doesn't put it first because it feels like we don't deserve to have this as our leading review, I guess. Um, but it is Which the most is recent. And I it mean, says, I appreciate that. Uh, why is McCoy allowed to spew so many of his trash takes? Question mark. Um, and then the tagline is yikes. 
and the review is three stars. <laughs> Which so she lo- okay sorry she I I I yeah. say she because well, we I don't know, know the name of the reviewer that we're not going to divulge, but um, I don't we don't even know if it's a she or just somebody choosing a name that I mistakenly assign a gender to. Anyways, uh, that person. (laughs) Yeah, right. That person, um, you know, likes the content. It's pretty good. You know, three stars. No, you know what that means. Five stars. If McCoy wasn't allowed to spew so many of his terrible takes. That's the fucking problem, man. I look at the three stars (laughs) and I read into the three stars more than anything. Because, like, the three stars literally means everyone else was fantastic, but McCoy took two stars by opening his fucking mouth. Like, that is what I read from this review. And it's, like, it's so funny because I and read it. And I think it, that's I, fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> I, think, I think your con- your your takes, you know, deserve yeah. a minus two stars. Bro, I, think, I asked I Elena. That... I asked her. Elena's going to say that's fair 100% of the time. Dude, I was just... like, is it and possible? And then smile and laugh at you. Like, Dude, that's, I asked her, that's what's do I have happen. trash takes? And she was like, I mean, a lot of the time, yeah. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm in a delicate mental headspace, and you're going to hit me with that shit? But yeah, you know, it's one of those things where... I'm a man. I'm not adorable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it's just, it's beautiful to me because I read that, and I look at it, and I think it's almost like a rite of passage on the internet. Like, I think this is the first time someone has shit on me by name. And they, by the mm. way, spelled my name beautifully. Intercapitalization of the second C is elegant. Beautiful. Like, well done. Um, there's no grammatical errors here, but I will say there's structural errors in the sense of there's no constructive feedback All right. here. Now, yeah. <laughs> why can't yeah. you just say why? Like, like this is just a psychological dagger this person threw across the internet, and it struck me across the ear. Now, not across the face. I dodged it, almost Matrix style, but not entirely graze my face starting to bleed okay but i'll be aware so so are you asking this person to leave another comment that explains how you could have better takes so i was actually gonna say you could write into tyranny of thumbs at gmail.com oh that's a good idea that would be a really good way for you to articulate how i could have better takes and until that i find it hard to um take the criticism but truthfully am i really going to i don't know you know it depends on what they say (laughs) Um, and, and I, I just think it's, I don't know. It's one of those things where, look, I, we've, we brought it up in a joking way and I don't mean to like fucking put this person on blast because truthfully, like that's their fucking take is they're just like, this is a great podcast, but you suck. And like, fair enough. They're entitled to that. Actually on some days I agree with them. So, you know, that's fair enough. But I would say if you did want to contribute in a positive way, you could help by pointing to an episode or pointing to a point, And then we could have an intellectual discussion from there where I probably realistically disregard what you had to say, but, but maybe not. Like there's like, you know, I was saying this to someone the other day and I was like, one day someone is going to have a criticism that's going to be something I agree with in my own mind, you know, like everybody has uh, things that they want to improve on in their own right, right? They, they exist on their person. And someday someone is going to see one of those points and say it out loud in great detail. And that's going to crush me because I'm going to know they're right. But this didn't have enough details to do that. So I'm saying if you want to crush me, come back with some details and we'll see if it works. Um, all right, cool. Moving on. <laughs> what <laughs> What did we come here to talk about today? Um, we came here to talk about contextually Valorant, how it's been since beta, 
we've been playing in a lot, the three of us here, and also just some other games we've been playing if we get bored or if we want a tangent or whatever. It's super low key. It's not going to be super specific. But I did want to start this conversation by asking people just sort of like, and I'm going to start with James, actually. James, we had a podcast about the beta here. I think that was maybe, I don't want to say it was the height of our interest in this game, but we were really seriously invested. It was super fun. Uh, you were starting to really learn this style of game. It's a game you've never played anything even closely remotely like this. Uh, maybe you could yeah. consider Overwatch to be close, but when you really get into the details, they're so different. Um, but yeah. since then, we've played a lot, and I think you've learned a lot and grown a lot as a player. Like, do you enjoy that? Like, how has this post-beta experience been for you? Um, I mean, overall, I think it's been mostly positive. Um in in a lot of ways um i think that i've learned a ton about this kind of game like the counter strike style game um <clears throat> and i really like it i think it's a really really cool um game um that creates a lot of interesting situations and um it it scratches an itch for me, I guess, is a way to put it. Um, I think that it it sets up a, a situation that it's very, very difficult to set up in or impossible in a game like Overwatch or Call of Duty um, or, you know, whatever other first-person shooter you have out there. Um, I think that um, the... Um, the, 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 the teamwork, the, I mean, everything we talked about in the beta episode, really, um, like none of that stuff's really gone away. Um, I think, um, I do have more bones to pick than I did before, um, with, with Riot as a developer for this game and, um, with the directions that they've gone in terms of seasons, um, in terms of um, character design that they're choosing to uh, implement to add to the game, uh, I think we're gonna get more to that later. Unless yep. you want to, yep. unless we should dive in now because there are no. no rules and Zoe's not here. Um, <laughs> That's so true. I was, gonna say, no, no, no. I was gonna say like before we get to that i did want to like pose the just opening question of you know uh rafael specifically uh my knowledge of him is that he played some starcraft back in the day and maybe some league of legends competitively i'm not sure and by competitively i mean in the ranked ladder look we're all just fucking scrubs right yeah but i, I didn't really try it league of legends it was just like trying to get some parody with some of my friends um, okay who play it with and and so so there was some ranked maybe in there and it, but I'm but I'm really asking from a perspective of you know James I don't know what ranked games you've played before other than Magic um, and maybe Overwatch so, yeah I can I can talk about that a please. little bit yeah, I mean please. games that I've played in sure. ranked um, I've played I mean like three games of League of Legends ranked give or take maybe okay. a, a couple more than that okay. Um, I played uh, Hearthstone ranked. I played Magic ranked. Um, I've played Overwatch ranked. Okay. And my kind of 
my theory actually was shaped a little bit by uh by watching a, a day nine daily where he talks about um how he realized that like your rank doesn't mean anything if you choose to not let it mean anything yeah. it just gives you better games <laughs> if you play in ranked than unranked because um because you're you're going against people who are at your level of skill or ability um be that uh like in a card game do you have the cards do you have all the cards to make the best decks and then if you do, then then you start winning a lot until you get up to the ranks where everybody has those cards and then you even out to where your actual skill level is. Um, or in Overwatch, it's just like your your flat skill or in this game. Um, <clears throat> Does that mean you come with a particularly uh, strong defense against ladder anxiety because of that mental uh, concept? Yeah, I mean, I've had ladder anxiety ever. Um, definitely, I did the most before I kind of watched that video, like, in League of Legends. Um, and occasionally, I'll be like, I'm not feeling up to it to play ranked today. Um, or if I'm feeling, like, especially bad <laughs> on that day in uh, in Valorant. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, like... I, I have unentangled my ego from my rank, and so I'm fine with uh, losing. Yeah. So yeah. then I guess I had a, On a similar, okay. similar process. Like I still not, get upset. But... Not through the Day9 video, but um, mainly through watching a StarCraft streamer called Nero. And I think his take on it was sort of like, you should focus on actually getting better so like look at what where your strategies fall down and how you can improve them and that's really just unrelated to the rank and you can focus on that and ranks will follow if you succeed um but like it's not really it shouldn't be the primary signal that you pay attention to dude um, that hmm. is like potentially i would say the core of everything when it comes to multiplayer ranked games like a good example in counter-strike that uh didn't exist in league of legends for potentially it might still not but maybe ever was um this premise of do you watch your demos that's the the phrase they use so demos being the in counter-strike it would spit out a like basically like a file that you could play at will that would show the game back but you could look at it from every perspective and so replay the entire game that's the demo and so like there's a clear distinction and it is obvious between people who watch their own demos and who don't as in people who spend and i think starcraft had this too by the way didn't yeah it? yes okay exactly so that that's where it came from before because i would watch my own starcraft replays from time and again and so i was used to it and watching your so sometimes okay imagine this right it's fucking friday and we're all nerds and so we decided to play ranked hardcore as opposed to going out this is not an unusual concept and it's especially not unusual <laughs> now um but you have five hours to play right um where do you use those hours do you play five hours 
or do you spend a couple of hours watching your replays and spend a couple of hours playing the game? And so it a lot of people would view it as not as fun to watch the replays, but the replays can give you real true insights to yourself, your playstyle, and your opponents and what they did to beat you. And it's hugely important. Like, we can all divorce ourselves a little bit from our own playstyle, watch ourselves, and be like, that guy sucks. Why is he doing that? But that's you in the moment under pressure. So you can slowly adjust it um, from that point. So watching I your demos. I remember seeing an example where like a streamer had like a, I'll watch a replay and comment on it. And somebody had like uploaded one of his replays to it. <laughs> And he was like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't do it like that. I would yep. do this instead. And it was like, it yep. was literally him yes. that he was commenting on. I saw that in the context of Rocket League, which I don't even watch Rocket League. I don't know anything about Rocket League. I've never even played Rocket League. But, I but mean, I someone, think we all have this. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone yeah. showed a Rocket League streamer his own gameplay, but they changed the skins on the car, apparently. So hmm. the guy couldn't notice who it was. And he was like, this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> Like, what is he doing? It's like, that's you, bro. But that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot you can learn from playing, and there's a lot you can learn from watching. And there's a lot you can learn from watching yourself. And so Valorant hasn't got there. It doesn't have demos. It doesn't have replays in that context. Um, but it becomes clear, like, are you trying to – and this is up to you to decide, Right. Are you trying to learn and grow as a player? If so, watching your own gameplay again will teach you a ton. Are you trying to just play and have fun? And if you are, okay. But then you're going to have to accept that you may not grow as fast and as far. And I've definitely experienced in my lifetime instances where I was willing to put in the homework by watching the demos or the replays. It's a little bit of an investment, but you skyrocket in skill as a result of that, and the mm -hmm. ranks will follow, which is what Raphael said. I absolutely, completely agree with that. The ranks will follow. So it, it's this beautiful game where you're like, I don't care about the ranks at all. I just want to get better. And then you get better, the ranks go up, and then you're like, yes, the ranks went up. Thank God. And so at the end of the day, <laughs> we're all tied to the ranks, I think, in some way. Um, oh, absolutely. It's like you definitely enjoy ranks going up, and you hate ranks going down, but if you if you disentangle it from like your ego then you can avoid a lot of negative feelings and um anger frustration right. etc and we have <clears throat> all played with a motherfucker or two or 20 or 100 that their rank is so tied into their ego that it is inseparable and they <sighs> will not shut the fuck up about it during the game yeah. as you start to lose and the sad reality is that they live in that mind this is what i try to remind remind all my friends of i just say like this might feel kind of mean when this guy said that shit to you about how he thinks you should have played that clutch differently which by the way is a very ambiguous almost artistic part of this game clutches are artistic there are yeah. many different ways you can play them there is not a right and a wrong answer there's a feel in your soul and it comes from reps and it comes from how you're feeling that day. And it comes from your ability to express yourself. And it comes from your feel of your own sensitivity on the day. Like it comes from all that shit. So the fact that he's like, you should have used your old, go fuck yourself. Like there's too many trade-offs. It's too complicated. Using your off might give away yeah. your position. It might, 
it might burn two seconds off the slow shift walk that you needed to go up sea long in order to find that guy off guard. It's, it cannot be an answer. Now, keep in mind, you can have a discussion afterwards. Do you think I should have done this? You know, I think you could have had better success with these sorts of options. That all exists. But the fact that someone sits there, shouts on the mic and says, you should have used your alt because my rank depends on it is some real dumbass shit. But it or, happens or all even time. worse yeah, that like, they're like <clears throat> in the middle of the clutch and they're like, use your alt. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's the worst. Because then you're like, uh, am I supposed to? Do they see something I don't? And then you use yes. it and then you blow it because you're like out of your out of the headspace you were in just a second ago and then you die and it and then everybody's sad. So there's actually I want to talk about this a little bit because it's actually very interesting. Imagine the Valorant that you've played, specifically the competitive, the unrated, the spike rushes even, right? Um, in Counter-Strike, there's a game mode. Now, people circumvent this a little bit by using Discord. Discord, by the way, has been the universal way to disc, uh, circumvent any interesting concept around voice chat that has ever existed, <laughs> including just shutting yeah. the fuck up. Um, which is why <clears throat> for the fucking first like months of this game, I was like, guys, can we go push to talk on Discord? And everyone's like, why would you do that? And I was like, because I'm trying to focus. That's why. I can hear your keyboard. It's bothering me. But... Um, there's this, uh, I don't remember which uh, subservice. So if you imagine, so one of the big uh, victories of Valorant is that they came in with 128 tech servers, which what that means is just that approximately, forgive my technical understanding, 128 times a second they check your position or some shit. It's very smooth and responsive. And the, when you're shooting at a target, their hitboxes are much more aligned with what you visually see because of how many ticks there are on the server. Now, uh, Counter-Strike had 64 tick servers and Valve repeatedly has said things along the lines of, nobody needs this. We looked at the average frames per second of a player in this game and they don't have a good computer, so it's not worth getting these better servers. But the people who played this game, by the way, at our level, which is like gold and platinum, you know, we're not, we're not immortal. We're not radiant but even people at our level have almost exclusively great computers and so yeah. it's just one of those like equations where there's a lot of people in silver that don't have a good computer and so they were basing it off that and they're basing off the fact they didn't want to pay for the service fair enough but the point is they always had 64 tick so what that led is it led to third-party services like esea and face it to create custom servers and custom matchmaking that existed outside of the game that was designed to meet the needs of people who actually gave a fuck at all. And so they'd do 128 tick servers, they'd do better anti-cheat, they would do uh, a pick and ban system for the maps, by the way, before the map started, which was pretty fucking cool to be like, we're banning split. And then they're gonna pick bind and then, you know, whatever. Like, you know, it's some equation. It's harder with Valorant because there's only four maps. So it's it's hard to work that out. But they had like bands on both sides and picks and this and votes. And it was very cool. Um, but with 128 tick servers, like you really actually notice like the difference in gameplay. So that was really cool. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this. But the point is, it's just like that. Oh, that was it. That was it. Sorry. Forgive me for forgetting this. It's another trash take from me. I'm just saying. Um, but they actually did something in, I think it was Face It, it was maybe ECA, where they would give you, I think it was five seconds to make a call out after you're died and they would they would cut your mic straight up. You're dead. You cannot talk. 
You can say where you died from, and that's it, and they cut you hard with the fucking tech. And this is actually really cool. Like, this is a beautiful thing where this person is only allowed to say where they died from, and then they are not allowed to say anything more, and then the last person who's alive gets pure silence based on their system. And this is a really cool thing. It doesn't exist, like I said, with Discord and all that stuff. But um, but people were trying to innovate in this area to make it so that people could not interrupt your clutches by just saying dumbass shit. And it's cool. Like, for instance, in Counter-Strike, I had a bind. I put it on M uh, for mute, and it would mute all players in the whole game. Ooh. And I just click M when I'm clutching. That's it. I would just put a finger over there, click it real quick. It's not an easy hit button to hit, but it doesn't matter. I don't have to do it once. I click that. And everyone was silenced in the whole game. Now, keep my ear to this. Come talk to you, but, but, but what I'm saying is that this area, when you think about intellectually voices being had in your head during the clutch, where they feel that they want to communicate to you something that's in their head, and they want to translate it to words, which is really tough and takes way too many milliseconds to be effective. All of that is is short circuited in Counter-Strike, a more mature game from this area. So it's just it's just an interesting thing to think about. Imagine if you could be in a clutch and no one could say anything no matter what. They are not allowed to because you hit that button or they're you not allowed like to because you're playing Face It or DSCA and it silences them. Like that's a world that other people actually live in. So it's something that Valorant could think about because motherfuckers will never not talk to you during a clutch. They will never. And all they will say after you, by the way, James, Use that all that they asked mm -hmm. you to use. They was like, oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. And they will just like take zero responsibility for the fact that they ruined the opportunity that you had to focus and win for your team. They will never take responsibility. So, okay, I'm ranting. But the point is just that actually this has been explored a lot in other games uh, in this area. And I think it's something to consider uh, in this game too. And, and that's why there's this weird etiquette thing where sometimes you'll you'll meet someone online who will yell at you for saying anything when he's clutching. He will just, he will look at you, Kurt, and be like, you fucking say another thing, I'm fucking muting you. Like, he'll say that. But the reason why is because he is used to silence in the clutch. And he values it. And he may not have communicated it properly, but he wants you desperately to shut the fuck up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, that all exists. Have you have you guys had experiences? I think I think James, honestly, watching your play in specific, I think these people really get to you in the clutch because they say something. Um, okay, go ahead. That yeah, I I definitely think that I, um, <clears throat> I mean I I haven't played like this kind of game all that much in comparison. Like, yeah, maybe I have like a hundred hours or more by now, but like. I mean, compared to a lot of people, that's nothing. <laughs> right. And 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 how many of those are being in, in like clutch situations where I'm trying to, you know, figure out where one, two, or three people are? If it's more than that, then uh, I'm kind of fucked. Um, but uh, at least that's been my experience so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, like just trying to figure out which like isolate the stimuli that matter um is really really hard and like even just remembering to like not be flicking my eyes to the map all the time when i'm in a clutch except when 
it's safe to do so. <laughs> like that's an, that's something that I struggle with when I'm not in a clutch. So that's like that's hard. Plus, like trying to listen for for footsteps. Plus, um, you know, trying to not just fail aiming entirely. Um, just all these things that I'm that I have to actively think about instead of like just trust my muscle memory and um my experience um it makes it hard in the first place and then when people are talking in my ear pulling me out of that and making me think about my abilities my um you know my map my like where something unrelated is uh definitely pulls me out of that focus and then I have to try and get back into it. Um, so yeah, it definitely makes it harder for me. Yeah. But I mean, that's just part of the game. I feel like. Oh, it definitely is. I mean, Raphael, how many times have you literally heard there's perfect silence for like 10 seconds in your clutch and then someone just says, you have your ult, by the way. And it's like, does it fit? I don't know. But they just felt the need to like yeah. tell you that i mean I, like, I have definitely altered more than once as a result of that to disastrous effect yeah i mean i remember so i play a lot of specifically Sofa for a context. time yeah um and like i think there was one time it was on split i was coming from b heaven onto site and they were like you have your ult yeah. i think like they had just started planting or something and so i tried to like alt the default plant site and somebody was like just below in the ropes and they went loop shot me yes so you lost your alt and the round and that yes. guy yeah like and you like knew you had your alt i think yeah, you probably. were saying afterwards yeah. um but i think um, like so not every alt is like that but <clears throat> sova in particular is pretty vulnerable when he's ulting people can just sort of like run up and get you yeah. um so yeah that has definitely screwed me up and i think partly that comes from just like like James, I don't have a lot of experience in these types of games, and I can recognize a lot of flaws in my gameplay in retrospect, so I'm open to suggestions, maybe a bit too open. Um, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I don't I don't have such, such confidence in my clutch game plan that <laughs> I'm just going to ignore their suggestions, I guess. So, so here's how I would describe it. It's like, it's actually a lag scenario where when clutching i only say this because i have more experience not because i'm better at it i'm not i just have more experience in the in the area and i i truly think you guys have described it beautifully the sense of how much experience do you have in the clutch is directly related to how good you are in the clutch because it's a very novel scenario it's beautiful it's artistic but it's also very infrequent you could go an entire game without being in a clutch scenario maybe you get one in a game it's super infrequent so it's really about how you think about it but it's about having enough experience with the mechanics of the game that more and more and more things fall onto your subconscious to do like aiming is on your subconscious where they are on the map is on your subconscious you're not actively sitting there and going well i saw one in the sewers so i think they could probably run up a long i guess they could be heaven as well no your body takes that your body takes aiming, your body takes crosshair positioning, your body takes movement, your body takes positioning on the map, and you're just starting to get into this flow state. But 
your body taking those things is directly a result of your experience with those areas. So everyone will slowly but surely get more of their body taking those things. Um, and then it just becomes your body has a feeling. It's in your chest. And it says you have to do this and you have to do this right now. And that, by the way, is what those teammates are trying to express to you. But here's the problem. When your body says, I heard a plant sound, I need to alt right now, you might not even react fast enough with your pure reaction times alone in just in your own body, unless you really have practiced. He plants, I point to exactly where I think he's planting, I alt as Sova. That, by the way, is not even easy to do. Now, with practice, you can absolutely do it, but it's not easy immediately. But that guy, the observer, sees that, he reacts, then he has to translate that to English through his brain. You need to alt the plant spot. I think it's default. It's a long sentence. He has to say that sentence, which takes another second. Then he has to make sure to hit his mic button, which then takes a slight bit of delay to actually get to you across the internet. And then by the time it gets to you, it might be literally a single second, second and a half, or two seconds bef uh, after his soul, his body told him to actually make that play. He had to translate it all the way from his chest into his words, onto the mic, and then it hits your brain. And then your brain has to abandon all of the play that you were making and accept the play that he is suggesting. And that might take another half second. And so, so you're it, saying never accept real-time clutch feedback because delay matters too much. I think you would be safe at saying 70 to 95% of all clutch feedback is too late. You know, it might be, hey, you mm. have four bullets. That might be something you need to know. <clears throat> that might be relevant for the next 10 seconds. But if it's alt right now... I think that is approximately two seconds too late, and two seconds in this game is a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. plant's already done. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And so and then that you start ulting, and they walk away in the windup. Right, and then it felt so perfect in his body, and it sounded so good to you because you recognized the moment that he pointed out, but that moment was two seconds ago. <laughs> so, no, but like seriously, this is what fucks people up. And this is why I wish I could just mute everyone for them. Because yeah, when Raphael walks up the rafters on B uh, in split and he doesn't ult, he has an opportunity to kill this guy during planting or potentially leaving the plant spot. 100%. And that's a different sure, play. Yeah. It's not the same as the alt play. Maybe it has less or more percentage to win. We don't know, but it's a legitimate play. And, he, and maybe he's saving the ult for the next round. Yeah. And, you know. by the way, if it doesn't work, let's say it didn't work 10 times in a row. Let's say we played 100 games that didn't work 10 times in a row. He will learn and not do it again. But he can't learn by following someone's ghost of what they think he should do. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't, it guarantees you lose, in my opinion, most times. And so that's just something that is a really contentious topic amongst counter-strike players because people will literally not play with other people because they talk to them in the clutch i mean seriously i've played with these guys where they were like if you say something during the clutch we're kicking you i don't give a fuck if you have 30 kills like 
I want to win this clutch because it makes me feel good. And if you take this away from me, I'm cutting you. Like, that's it. So it's a very contentious thing. And I just think um, I'm actually really proud of both of you guys for how much experience you guys have gotten in the clutch over since the beta. Like, I would say in the beta, the, the clutch, quote unquote, was a completely foreign, alien place for both of you to live in. And it was super uncomfortable. And I'm not saying you guys feel yeah. 100% comfortable now, but both of you have gotten legitimately sick clutches since then that have bolstered your confidence. I mean, just the other day, James was getting like a 1v3 in the middle of a random game, and you're just like, that's that's not normal. You don't just get those. <laughs> you know, those are earned because that's hard as fuck. So that's just what happens when you get experience in that very unique part of the game and i i personally believe that's one of the most artistic and beautiful parts of the whole game is what happens when it's just you because because if you listen to casters talk about counter-strike they'll give you the numbers equation and it is true if it's a 5v5 that seems somewhat equal if it's a 4v5 that seems like it gives advantage to the five people and it absolutely does by the way but there's a pressure on the five to actually win. They have an advantage, but they have to do it. It's the same thing in a clutch. There's two people. They have a huge advantage over you, but they have to kill you at the end of the day. You know what I mean? They have to. They, they, right. they have an advantage, but they have to pull it off. And so that's what's so beautiful is that you can use that tension that's on them. There's pressure on them. There's pressure on you because you're like, God, I'm so disadvantaged. But there's pressure on them because they think – I own this round. I just have to close it. How do I do it? That's a huge pressure. And that leads people to just peeking out of shit they shouldn't have peeked. It's all sorts of mistakes from them. So, okay, fair. Um, yeah. Someone <clears throat> might suggest that we talk about the characters that we actually like to play um, to give some context <laughs> to what the fuck we're talking about. Raphael mentioned Sova. Have you played another character uh, other than Sova since seven years ago? <laughs> So I guess in the beta, I mostly played Raze because I just uh, I liked grenade play in a lot of other shooters I'd played, um, and she was a lot of fun. She's still a lot of fun. Um, but then I caught this arrow bug, mm. and I started doing arrow lineups and learning arrow lineups and studying, and the other characters kind of stopped existing for me. I think I played Jet and Spike Rush to like mainly to like practice that sort of really aggressive clutch, I guess, which happens a lot in Spike Rush actually. Yeah. Um and her ult is kind of fun for that. But like I don't know, just all the utility and the overall gameplay of Sova I find really cool. So yeah. So you're saying while other people were messing around with different characters, you were studying the arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't take an arrow to my knee, but I did take it to my heart. <clears throat> Dude, it was so <laughs> funny. We were talking about this podcast and we were saying like, what things do we have to say since beta? And I was like, well, maybe we tried other characters. And I was like, let me think. Okay, so Raphael played. No, no, I guess he just played exclusively Sova. And it's like, James, did you integrate? Uh, uh, sorry innovate in, in in characters did you move away from um cypher or, or cypher no no i'm still a cypher man um i still really enjoy the the play of um of like setting up 
the traps, the the trip lines, and um, and being that kind of um way to get information for the team and it also allows me to kind of focus on gunplay um still which is you know it's the kind of treadmill of the game it's like the thing that you're always practicing always trying to get better at um and there's there's always better um and i'm like still in the i'm learning stage you know so uh, I'm definitely a lot better than I was at shooting guns than I like in the beta, but than I was in the beta. But um, yeah, I just I like the gameplay. I like the the like sneaky camera placement stuff. Um, and um, I also haven't. I'm not like super excited about most of the other characters toolkits to be honest uh i've been playing rays and spike rush a little bit the past few weeks which is fun but it doesn't i don't know it it doesn't it doesn't get me excited to play her in a regular game um i think i might enjoy sova but we already have um a sova so that's <laughs> fine i mean i whatever like i might enjoy him i might not um i'm, about, I'm fine but- with James, what about Killjoy? Waiting on that. Killjoy feels like the most... And I haven't unlocked Killjoy yet. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm almost there. I'm in the last tick of the 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 quest to unlock her. Um, which is like I don't know, ten games maybe. Um. And uh, yeah. So I I think I might like her gameplay because it's kind of like. There's a lot of the information game like Cypher, uh, but she actually has abilities that deal damage. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, and they deal stupid amounts of damage. Like it's been toned down since launch of her character, and it's still ridiculous damage on her. Like I don't know grenade molly nano like traps yeah, yeah nano her release damage was was actually like borderline unacceptably good like it was just like yeah it was bizarre because and it's still it's still just very good and that's because you can like you have to be alive to to like activate the grenade and you have to like throw it in the right place and then activate it later and they have to not destroy it can they destroy the the swarm grenades or yeah, just the they can other thing but honestly okay. it is very difficult to spot them oh, so and hear them yeah. and um what i mean is you will not infrequently see someone spamming the bomb like with like their full clip because they're just not sure where the fucking nanoswarm is, you know? Right. Which reveals their position and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but she uh, So I think so I would enjoy playing okay. her, but I do not enjoy playing against her. Um, very much. I, I think she's, um, not, I, I think that, the turret is not the direction that I wanted this game to go in. <laughs> mm. I'm just going to put that out there. Mm. I think it That's is. Um, 
I, I think that in all first-person shooters, like, turrets are very good and incredibly hard to balance, um, starting with Team Fortress 2, hmm. uh, which I never really played, but I r- understand that, that it was hard to balance. Um, going to Overwatch, where Torbjorn has been nerfed, like, six times or something insane. Like, yeah. he, they just keep changing his kit because... They can't figure it it's, out. It's not balanced. they can't make it work. And they also ended up um, like splitting the balance between the console version and the PC version, like in a large yes. part because of the turret. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, right. because yes. because okay. it's so hard to aim and shoot down the turret in the console, I believe, that it's way shittier. Is that correct? Yeah, I think yeah. it's just like the, the strength of something that aims automatically is better when aiming is harder. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, um, and yeah. So I, I just, I don't think that that is, um, a good choice to add to this game, especially when, like, time to kill is so quick in this game, and um, like losing a character or being spotted out by the turret is like such a huge benefit to your team um and and like also in spike rush which doesn't i i personally don't think really matters for balance it's just like but it, it is feels bullshit. like bullshit it the is tur- totally it bullshit. Is bullshit the the turret is such bullshit when you have a shorty because bro, and you don't have a fucking sidearm yeah, which shoot is that like thing. the shortest range shotgun pistol thing and then they throw down that turret it doesn't matter that it deals three damage it can still fucking kill you because you can't get to it because it slows you down yes um, but but let's like let's i, I really want to take this discussion to where you're talking about it, since you brought it up like if we're talking about killjoy and we're talking about the turret so it's definitely not torbjorn bro like it's not shooting for you in the same damage way um and they've nerfed it so much that it almost doesn't do damage but there isn't really counterplay for this turret in a way that you would like to see. Whereas, for instance, you're a cipher main. You've had someone jump over a cipher trap and have you feed bad intel to the team and cause them to die. You've had someone shoot a uh, like a trap that, like, I mean, I guess like if you shoot the turret and you shoot the trap, it's kind of similar intel. I think it's like a little bit more announced with the with the turret to the rest of the team, whereas it announces it to cypher and it's like by the way cypher like your trap is destroyed and you're like cool thanks for letting me know that but like you know the turret it like it like flashes red for like the whole team which is like pretty important whereas in cypher it just yeah. drops off the map so there's like little differences there but for the most part you can't no character like omen for instance which i play a lot can jump over traps and i've never felt such delicious counterplay as jumping over a trap and then shooting someone in the back of the head um, and that does not exist at all with this turret. There is no right. way that you can get past it. I guess um, I've never seen this, but you could smoke it, right? You huh. just like drop an omen smoke right on top of the turret. Dude, that is awesome. I'm gonna try that. I've never seen that either, but well, that, that well, might work. Yeah, like that's an interesting concept. Like, um. But that's also using a huge resource 
to not even destroy the turret. You know. Yeah. I mean. But I mean, it, it like, does allow you to bypass the turret in a way that doesn't necessarily announce that you did it. That's true. That's but a really good point. I guess the point. question is, can also, you... can you blind the turret? I think so. I think you yeah. can blind it with a Phoenix Flash, and I think you could blind it with an Omen Flash. But the question is, can you see this turret without giving the intel? For instance, if I shift walk up to a right. uh, Cypher Trap, I hear it and see it. That's when I get to and also, pause. And... It, it activates when you're on it, not when you're within vision. So, like, the turret is louder than a cypher trap but like if you put it on the other side of of a point like i'm thinking just um, like at the defense point of sea long on haven for example it's like you're not gonna hear the turret like it's gonna see you before you yeah. can be aware of it from a million miles away yeah. right right and i i think so then you smoke that position where the turret is and then you, like, sneak up C-Long, but then you also, like, have to smoke somewhere else for yourself, and maybe it, the smoke goes away by the time you get there? Maybe not. But I'm intrigued by this, by the way. I will definitely try this, because this is interesting to me. Yeah. Because I think some turrets are predictable like some people don't have any creativity with what they place them they place on top of one particular box and it's a very good position and they just do it over and over again this is doable but but the fact i mean the fact that you can do that and you don't even like so the cypher camera if it was just always on and the whole team could just see whoever was in vision of the cypher camera would feel like it was more on par with and like you only had to inhabit it to shoot the dart, it would feel like it was a little bit more on par with with the discoverability of that turret. But the fact that it's not just is like it's such a huge bonus to me. Yeah. Um, because while you like can't inhabit it and then see everything that's like going on there, um in the vision of the turret compared to the camera. Um, like the fact that you can just set it and forget it is just huge. It's huge. Like I, I will um, say from someone who played a lot of Counter-Strike before this, obviously, like I looked at Cypher's kit and I was like, this is a lot to give someone. This is a lot, a lot, a lot to give someone. And I think over time we've seen how the metagame can can abuse cypher like can look at cypher and understand what he does in a in a not just like cypher puts traps here or something way in a sort of like it feels like people have played cypher have have realized where his weaknesses are and they start to abuse them you know like because at first yeah when this game first came out cypher's job was to hold an entire site by himself and everyone's like that is ridiculous that does not exist in Counter-Strike. There's no player good enough to hold the site by themselves. Well, there are, by the way. But they hold it super far back. Oh, and they get maybe one kill and they get away. But Cypher is holding the whole site down from multiple angles by himself. You thought it couldn't be better than this. Bro, 
the metagame literally evolved to Cypher doesn't just hold a single site by himself. His gear holds a site and he stacks the other site. That was how intense the Cypher metagame got to. And it was like, yeah. And it was, by the way, you know, considering the way that, that Riot has treated this game, I am surprised they did not just mercilessly destroy Cypher's kit when they saw that happening. But they but didn't. That's, right. They didn't because in the beta and the pre, like leading up to beta, they did so much testing with just that core group of characters right. that that they actually knew how to, they knew the weaknesses. Right. They knew that they existed and that we just had to figure them out as a community. Yes. Um, well, but then they nerfed Sage 500 times. So. I know. Right, oh and God, then they we'll nerf Sage, there. but like, Oof. but like Sage, only is like only like the. I I mean, I'll I kind of. I don't know about the nerfs. Uh, I guess we'll we'll get to that in a second for Sage, but um, like with Cipher, I still th I I do feel like they um. Like they understood that the that core group of of. Um, characters have a lot of counterplay right. for Cipher, um, yes. and and that's been explored since then. Yes. And now you kind of can't do that. Set every, all of your gear on one site and then go to the other site. Um, game plan. I mean, you kind of can in our in, well in my rank, um, but, but it's not as. It's not, you can't. It's yeah, not yeah. nearly as good as it once was. No, and, and, and part um, of it's because of the rise of Sova. This fucking Raphael character is coming up here and destroying gear for free uh, with his shock darts. And like all this shit is the metagame evolving. I mean, it's really it's exciting. Free. Sorry? It takes you have, the shock you have to buy the shock darts. You only get two in a round. Yeah, but imagine this. If Cypher's holding a site alone with gear and then you trade your bot shock darts for the entire site, I think we can... We can roll with this. We can work with this. Um, but like, but Cypher was the best character in the entire game by far. It wasn't even close for a couple of months. And all of a sudden he found his place in the middle of the pack being very good. And I think it's like, that's a beautiful trajectory for a champion, by the way. Like he ends up being very good, but not absolute bullshit. And then they release Killjoy, and Killjoy has aspects of Cypher, but with zero of the counterplay. And so it, I, I'm not going to hold my fucking breath, although I'm very interested about the smoke concept. But outside of that, I'm not going to hold my breath that this turret is counterable in the same way that Cypher is. Like, it feels like a cheap way of playing Cypher's kit because backstabs are devastatingly good and amazingly powerful. But they're hugely risky. Okay, so people are like, why are they risky? So if you imagine three people are on a site and they're being collapsed on from both sides, two from the front, one from the back, right? It turns out you can actually, if you choose to take your three people and run at the one person who's backstabbing you, you can have a 3v1 for free if you know that for sure. And then you get a 3v2. Exactly. And then you get a 3v2 with maybe he hit one bullet before you ended his fucking career. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
So that's a backstab is only good when you're shooting someone's back and they don't know you're there. And then it's devastatingly good. But if they know you're there, they isolate you and they kill you. It's the same thing you do in a 1v2 clutch where you run at the 1v1, but you can run at the 3v1. It's powerful. So it's a risk, but it's powerful. And this game has totally put a wrench in the balance of what it is to backstab by having so much gear that can detect you automatically if you were to backstab so much and ciphers is one thing but there's counterplay but killjoy is in this question mark at least so far where it feels like counterplay doesn't really exist and she just stops the backstab or at least gives you intel and that's a fucking lot to give someone that is a lot and the result of it is there's two characters who can do this one very good but with counterplay the other amazing potentially with no counterplay and so it just means the backstab just doesn't really exist in this game in the same way and it leads to a lot of straight up fights and it leads to a lot of not that and all i can tell you is those people if you're out there and you got shot by a killjoy turret in the back and you were backstabbing dude in counter-strike you were about to get a 3k i'm just saying like you earned it <laughs> you're about to kill three people in the back of the head easy <laughs> But you don't get to have that because this gear exists. So it really changes the metagame. I'm not saying it's for worse or for better, but I'm just saying it really does. So I think the whole community is trying to figure out what this game looks like without backstabs. Or can I mind game off this? Can I destroy a turret then not go? Can I destroy a turret then not go three times in a row, then destroy a turret then go? Like how do I pull off a backstab in that context? It's tough. It's it's really really tough and i do think the rise of sova has been a hard counter for the gear champions do you, do you feel that rafael as someone who plays sova like people used to say sova go to b unsplit and just kill cypher's traps that's your job do it like do you think you're actually effective at that or do you think that's not quite a good understanding of what sova can do um i mean maybe this is a deficiency in my sova play but i have not spent much or any time destroying traps with shock darts yeah um i mean like usually by the time you're in a position to destroy a trap with a shock dart you could also shoot it yeah um i think the, the main exception is like in those cases where there's like a lot of space on the other side of the doorway and both sides of the trap wire can be like out of view um although even then you can usually wall bang to shoot it um yeah and i guess making uh killjoy's turret not get revealed by sova's scanner arrow also like reduced that i think there was a point when she first came out where the scanner recon dart felt like um like it was the turret counter because it's like turret just always lit up if it was in the radius like it didn't even need line of sight right and then they just removed it entirely so it's like now it the recon art can't see it at all. Oh. I didn't even know that. That's Which, pretty intense change. That yeah, that's that's interesting. That's a change. Um, but why? Um because that thing needed to be stronger. I mean, it did seem like it was maybe a little bit bullshit that it would reveal it like through walls. Because like recon dart doesn't work right, that way for anything like, else. But yeah. Let it reveal it in vision, you know? That's not yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um yeah, um, and then there's also Reyna, Oof, who came boy. out, 
who was the first one to come out. And she was, when she was announced, she was announced as a feast or famine character. And my first thought was, fuck, this is going to be bad. I don't think I can contest your first thought. This is going to make bad gameplay experiences for people because either you're going to get zero kills and it's going to feel like the worst thing you've ever done uh, or you're going to take over the game and nobody else is going to have fun. Yeah. And that's just been the case. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not, it doesn't feel like she's imbalanced. It just feels like she's not fun on any side of that, unless you're the one having the feast, I guess. Yes. Um, right. But one out of yeah. nine, listen, Yeah. you know, socialist concepts aside, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, you know, how can she, like, I get that she has fun, but, it reminds me of old school Call of Duty where like there wasn't skill-based matchmaking and some dude is just getting 40 kills and three deaths. He's having a ton of fun. And I, and the rest of the lobby is just like, man, I wish that guy wasn't here. Maybe I could do something. Yeah. Reyna is definitively not fun in her design. And I think... Killjoy is one of those for us. For us. For us. Like for us, not for Reina some players. people. They're like, no, it's totally cool. But they're wrong. And we're not Reina players, right? But like, I I agree. I think that her kit is, uh, not fun to play against or or really with. Bro, I did um, actually play Reina a bit when she first came out. Um, yeah, you did. And. Yeah, I mean, it, it was fun when you were really playing it off. I actually found, I mean, I guess I didn't play her enough to really get out of the phase where you, like, kind of don't really know when and how to use your abilities. Um, I, like, just maybe got towards the end of that, and I was like, okay, this is kind of fun sometimes, but it didn't really fit me. But, yeah, I guess. You had a calling to the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, but, like, Reyna is like she's like the definition of not fun like she is in okay let, let's actually before we just like actively shit on her from a high level let's get into the details because I do think it's worth describing why she's not fun I think it's actually very yeah. communicatable um, or communicable um, or whatever um, another trash take from McCoy just saying okay that's not affecting me I'm fine I'm totally fine okay um <laughs> But he's not fine. He's not fine. <laughs> exactly. Please Do write five star reviews and say McCoy was great on our iTunes to salvage my mindset. No, but what I mean is, <laughs> is um, she touches something truly sacred in these games, which is trading. Tr- to you. To me. Yes. <laughs> to me and my trash takes. Like I would, I I would say that like I'm I'm I'm. A, a shitload of people play these games. Agreed. And I think, Agreed. like, saying this is something that is sacred to these games is like, it's like, it's standing on high and being like, you're wrong if you disagree. Right. You know, and I feel like right. that's maybe inappropriate. Right. And, and Valorant, of all things, has challenged a lot of what is sacred about the Counter Strike style gameplay. And I think it's done so to a lot of success, for sure. Like, at one point, a Counter-Strike aficionado might have said, you need to learn the smokes for this site, 
and they need to be the same thing as the Sova player who learns his lineups. You need to learn these because that is what it takes to be good. And they said, welcome to Brimstone. Welcome to Omen. You don't have to learn them. You just have to know where they should go. And yeah. that feels a little bit weird to someone who's learned a lot of lineups in his day. But at the same time, I appreciate being able to throw smokes down in a second from across the map. I think it changes the game, and that's nice. But no one sits there and says, you know, Brimstone is just anti-fun. Not that I've ever heard. Right. No, he just makes it easier to do do that job. So what is trading? Trading is that motherfucker peeked out of hookah like a maniac on spawn and shot one of us in the face. And that one of us was not expecting it. And they went down in a second, smashed their keyboard, their desk. They might have cursed their family, you know, said some crazy shit. But don't worry. One of us, if not four of us, are ready to, to with our guns out, to return that kill. It's easy. It's going to be one for one. That was a very risky play they did. I can't wait to punish them. Except Raina can become invulnerable. So she walks away. She kills one for free and walks away. And by the way, Jet was, for the beta on, considered to be the worst character by far. People would ask people, who's the worst character in this game? And they would say, Jet. I like Jet. I think she's cool. But the fact that she can't aggressively dash, the fact that her ult is okay, but it's not that good, her smokes don't last very long, she feels like she doesn't help the defense, and on the offense, she has too much on her shoulders to carry. It just doesn't feel right. Everyone was saying that about Jet. And Riot said this, by the way, which I thought was so cognizant and so brilliant. They said, wait on Jet. Her dash is incredible. And people were like, why? And they said, because it's anti-trade. Because it's really powerful about getting a kill and getting out without dying. That is something so truly strong that her entire kit is valuable. Just wait. And people were like, what? And then they added her smoke. Uh, her smokes last a little bit longer. They gave her a little buff. People were said, this is bullshit. And then some motherfucker out there, might have been Wardell, picked up an op and played Jet. And shot someone in the fucking chest and then dashed out for free without getting traded. And all of a sudden, Jet was one of the strongest characters in the whole game. Why? Because she's anti-trade if you use her kit properly. But Jet is not... 100% anti-trade. You can shoot her. You can shoot her in her dash. You can shoot her before she dashes. She has to dash yeah. well. She can yeah, miss. Yeah, the dash is hard to execute. Right? Like, people rebind their controls a lot, like, around the dash so that they can use it more easily in the direction they want to. Yeah. Right. And you can easily right. just, like, hit an obstacle and not dash out of the line of fire. And just well, die. For free. But Reyna is just, like, become invulnerable and fly around for a while while you're invulnerable. So it's like it removes all of the, the obstacles there. Yes. She, exact, exactly. She is. And it's like four seconds or something. It's like, it's a while. It's probably two seconds, um, but it feels like a minute. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's yeah, at I least think two it's, seconds. I, I think it's look two it seconds, up. yeah. Is it two seconds? But in, in her ult, by the way, if you didn't think that was bullshit enough, which, by the way, I do think that is bullshit enough. But if you didn't, she gets invisibility on top of it. So, she, you know, 
she gets to hold all those trashy positions that are one and done where you're like no one would hold close right here because if they did they'd kill one of us at most and maybe just die for free she does that and kills like 19 people because she kills the first gets invulnerability and invisibility and then walks away and then is before is someplace you didn't expect and then appears there and then kills another one that gets more invulnerability and so it's just you either are on Rainus or can heal up to 150 health yeah which is like well when she's ulting she gets both actually yeah she gets both at the same time right. when she ults oh right that's she doesn't choose oh she gets invulnerability and heal at the same time and invisibility <sighs> And the one thing that keeps the heal in check is that it gets, it, it, it uh, telegraphs where your position is. And it doesn't happen when she's ulting. It is trash. This is this is honestly poison that they have added to this game. And they can't remove it. They can only re rework it. That's it. Like, you cannot sit there in the face of five players, shoot one in the face, and then walk away for free and respect the balance of this game, in my opinion. I think that's a, a bridge too far. Because Jet mm. Jet can dash, and you can chase her, and it might be hard, and she might have to ask, execute a really beautiful dash to get out of there, and she might succeed. But Jet can't hold... Okay, imagine you're on Haven, right? And you're pushing A as terrorists, and you're pushing A long as terrorists, and then Reyna holds close right long. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that, like that weird corner there. Like, that is a one-and-done position at best. There's no fucking way you kill five people there. You are certain to die. But the question is, how much do you get, and do you surprise them? Jet can't hold that shit. Jet kills one of you and dashes and instantly dies. Because she has to pull out her gun, and no matter where she dashes, she's killable. Guaranteed. Reyna? I've seen her go invisible, get behind the team somehow, get into shorts somehow, do shit that is just not reasonable and then kill more people and then do more and it's just it's completely out of control and it it just feels like if they don't acknowledge the fact by the way fun fact riot did say this and this is true they said that the original characters they were testing in their betas not in the beta that they gave to us the one that's like the fucking marketing beta but the one that they actually were testing they claimed that Reyna and Kildra were part of the original crew. And I just ask you yeah. guys, did you not feel the original clue that they released to us was way fucking better than this original crew? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think I said like a month ago to you, like I had more fun playing this game before they released Reyna. Yeah. And you were like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of control. Um. Yeah, no, I I agree, and and I I liken it to Overwatch, which is very fun, but is like a mess, in my opinion, hmm. um, for a lot of reasons. But one of them in particular is just that they keep releasing these ridiculous characters that that just don't. Um, they they create weird situations in the game that aren't fun, I think. Um, and then they have to like rebalance everything in order to 
or like nerf that character into the ground or something or something. Um, they have to like jump through a lot of hoops to make that new character work in the lineup that they have. Um, <clears throat> and, um, and that's to like keep the game fresh, I guess, but like fresh and fun are two different things. And like, if you have a good game, I don't think it being fresh is necessarily, in my opinion, uh, more important than fun. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or 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 fresh is not better than balanced, or I don't know, like. Well, I mean, like, as, as we were saying, like, Reyna feels balanced. She's just not fun to play against. Right. Okay. Um, and, like, maybe Killjoy is balanced. Uh, but she creates game states that aren't as exciting, aren't as fun for you to play in, right? Uh, in, in... In rank like james hear me out bro i hated cypher when he first came out i love cypher now like i cypher's my line bro like everything past cypher is total bullshit but everything before him is completely reasonable and i love it <laughs> do you know what i mean like but like cypher came out with the rest of the crew right. like you can't but i hated him know, back it's then like it's i think mccoy means like on a scale from least bullshit to most bullshit cypher is the the bullshit horizon. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, that it, it does make sense, but it's like, so then, I, I mean, can you, can you describe your bullshit horizon? Is it like, yeah, it's counterplay. Um, counterplay and also like somewhat impotent in a lot of yes. positions, like, but also like provides a huge amount of utility like is that what that means but um doesn't change the fundamental way that you kill people so cypher um maybe that's what it is maybe that's what it is yeah, maybe. maybe it's it changes the fundamental way that you kill people like grenades are cool slows are cool uh smokes and are cool flashes are cool Grenades but, do change the fundamental way you kill people, though. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But they've been in in all shooting games since, like, since a long time ago. So, um, uh, I mean, they they kind of get a pass, I guess. I don't know. I mean, Reyna, like, the very first character that everybody thought was utter bullshit was Reyna, and that was true for like two weeks. Yeah. I think people and then they... felt similarly about Raze, actually. True. People would complain she had a lot multiple about grenades Raze. And they did that, you, know, you know, I, I meant Raze when I said Reyna this time. Oh, okay. Uh, and so that that was my bad right there. Raze, people thought, was utter bullshit. Because, I mean, she had two swarm grenades, which are incredibly deadly. Um, like, you just die if you get hit from it. And they, they changed it up a little bit. She now only gets one. Um, but like, she also has a rocket launcher, you know, yeah. and, and it's a game about like rifles and she has a rocket launcher. So, you know, people thought that was bullshit, but it's also not 
like she also exists at all times in a shootable way like every character except Reyna does yeah. uh she yeah. doesn't add a sixth person to the map uh to shoot people and um yeah i mean i guess that makes sense as a bullshit horizon is just like providing providing incredible utility but not fundamentally changing the way that that you you kill people but but i would say like this james interact with shooting both parties both sides both teams are playing against the cypher and i'm not gonna say that the attacking team into the defensive cypher has an advantage they don't but they are playing against the cypher they're looking for the traps. They're playing it slow. They're killing that camera. They're pushing him back. They're burning one of his slows. Like, they're just... They are playing his kid against him and making him feel uncomfortable. And how well they do that will define how well they can go be. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. On on every On map. every map. <laughs> except, <laughs> except Haven. <laughs> but Killjoy is... I, 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 I do wonder if someday we'll get to that with Killjoy, uh, where it's like we're playing against Killjoy, we're playing against Sukir. But I would also posit the fact that there's two of them in the game has a really negative aspect. For instance, Raze has a rocket launcher. People have their qualms about it. What if we introduced another Raze? She has another rocket launcher. Now, all of a sudden, there's two rocket launcher characters in the same game. So... That changes things drastically, and I've played against Cypher Killjoy all fucking day long. And it's like, oh my god, I'm playing against Cypher and Killjoy. This is fucking crazy. And it just slows everything. The, yeah. The way that, that Overwatch chose to, to fix this problem was by in implementing, like, role queue. Well, first they implemented that only one person could play a character at a time. Um, because the community was like, this is important. You need to do that. And they were like, it's against our design philosophy. And the community was like, no, we want it. So they did. Okay. And, uh, and I don't know. I, like, I understand that it's like more balanced, but the, the whole counterplay to that strategy is just play as a team. Right. And if you can't do that, then then you just lose to five divas like jumping over a wall at you. So then, wait. Um, so is this the question? I, this? I, I pose this to everyone because I actually wonder. I, I thought to myself recently: Is Riot limited in their design pool because they can't double up on things so aggressively to allow? A dual comp like they can't create another raise and just put her in there because then there's way too many grenades and way too many rocket launchers they can't make another cypher because there's way too many traps and way too much gear or and that and that by the way is something i think you could totally hold that perspective and be right or not right but you could be realistic it could be close it could be honest but is are we not just is that the case or are we facing the 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 novel uh sort of burgeoning aspects of this video game what i mean by that is in a world where there's 20 champions and there's three raises and three ciphers and three sages is that not then novel enough that you start to play the league of legends game where you notice they picked three ciphers 
this game is going to be slow as fuck, but if I counter it properly, we can do really great. You know, like, but right now it feels like mm. you add in two ciphers and all of a sudden the whole game slows down. There's nothing else and there's no variety. But if they got to 30 champions and they had a bunch of duplicates of a bunch of these different characters, does it all of a sudden become a very varied game where all of a sudden you notice you're playing against the three cipher comp and you notice what you need to do against that because it's very slow and you notice their T-side's going to be really jank? Like, does that exist, do you think, in a year or two or three from now, that they start to all of a sudden have a healthy balance of all these different characters? Or do they ruin it by adding three ciphers and all of a sudden the game's slow as fuck and we just can't get over it? Like, like... Well, the thing is that they're not going to add three ciphers. They're going to add three characters that have, like, maybe a tripwire-like ability and then, what, two three other abilities that are just like weird bullshit because they need to be different. And then you have, um, uh, you have like another raise who maybe has like, you know, their, their signature ability or whatever. The one you don't have to buy is like a rocket that fires out, but only deals 50 damage, but it's splash. And, then they have something else that like i don't know maybe they have the maybe they're the one with the like trip tripwire cuz who knows it's a new character and then they also have you know like not a molly but maybe it's in the air and it drips down on you cuz who knows cuz i don't I, i'm not a developer of these games anyways what i'm trying to say is they're going to add in so many bullshit abilities that that um that will technically be balanced but um uh, because i believe that they're actually a very good team at balancing this game um i think that it will create a situation where you kind of have to develop a uh, like a pick ban situation. Um, and maybe that's their long game. Maybe they want that, but I feel like that's, I, I feel like there's an elegance to games that just have one character for, you know, like one role almost for each. Thing. Yeah. Role like or like, or, or a small, very well designed core group of characters and then create variants in other ways <laughs> like yeah. i don't think you need to keep continuously re releasing characters to make interesting nuanced gameplay right. and i think that i think that this model will lead to well like will by necessity lead to bloated roles um which will result in problematic gameplay when stacked like if if you can create a team of five characters with heals that's going to be a totally different situation um and it's possible that that's so powerful that all comps will just be five characters with heals um because once again, like trading is really fundamental to this game. Like taking a two on one, 
uh, is way safer when you can heal up the person that, you know, it, it, whatever. Taking a two-on-two is safer if you have five characters. with Taking any trade is safer. Well, we do um, have three characters with heals at the moment. Granted, only Sage can heal other people, but Phoenix can heal himself and Reyna can heal herself. That's true. Um, that's true. And we don't see, like, Phoenix, Reyna, Sage... I meant I meant healing other people. Yeah. Um, Although when you say this out loud, but maybe we, maybe also we Phoenix see. Phoenix can't heal up armor, right? No. Yeah. He no can. one can heal um, up armor except for Reyna. It, well, yeah, Reyna. Well, only Reyna can. Yeah. No, Reyna. Reyna exists in a. That, in a but, by the way, yeah. every character that can heal has been nerfed except for Reyna. Like she exists yeah. in a pre-nerf heal state where she heals a ludicrous amount super fucking fast whereas sage doesn't even heal a full health bar and it's pretty fucking slow and phoenix also does not heal a full health bar and it's pretty fucking slow unless he burns all of his abilities to do so so reyna is the only one that exists in a pre-healing state where it was pretty but you need to get a kill to heal yeah yeah but it i do feel like on the other side That's of that... That's a devil's advocate yeah, situation. Right, I agree. Right. On the other side of that, it's just like, in a lot of cases, you'll like maybe get some body shots on the person who kills you. And it's like, okay, at least like I softened him up for the next person. Yeah, you did something. But right. like, Reyna always just like, oh, well, she's back to full health. So basically, my death was entirely pointless. Oh my god. You're so yeah. fucking nailing it. Because how many times has the call out been literally this... I lit up Reyna. Oh, fuck, never mind. She's full health. And you don't even know if she is or not, but you just assume, right? You know, it's just, it's just that's how anti-fun Reyna yeah. is in that moment. Like, she somehow... It's just, yeah. yeah. So, I hit her with a headshot. Oh, never mind. Never mind. She's full health. Fuck. And, and, and it becomes like, don't give Reyna 1v1s. By the way, don't give anyone 1v1s is a great lesson, but Reyna 1v1s, it's like, you give her that, she'll win the game for you you know like she's not just gonna like take some guns out of some people's hands she's gonna win the whole fucking game um but i actually think and listen i haven't like totally like math this out or whatever but i would love to see i i think one of the core fundamental problems with reyna is that she's anti-teamwork because if you get the kill instead of reyna she turns to you and like mics to you like you son of a bitch if you had let me got that kill then i could heal the full and kill nine more people you know including you um, cause I'm one v nine right now. Yeah. And so I could have one v nine. So yeah. why that are you even here? Really awkward she asked of you, Reyna. you know, and, and so I think there's a world with which Reyna can get heals off of assists also, but they're much less, like the heals are much lesser. They're much more like uh sage's heal, if not even less so than that. And so then she wants the team to back her up. She wants to take some damage, but she doesn't want to die. She wants to tank, but not really. Like there's a role for her that exists within a team structure. But currently it's like you're on a team and you're like, hey guys, let's take B. And then Raina's like, great. And so she solo takes A and she either feeds and has zero value for your team and you roll your eyes or she kills five people. And she had fun, but you were trying to execute a tactic, and she had nothing to do with it. So it's just sort of like thanks either way. Yeah, for his contribution. Yep, I agree. So, um, fun fun tangent yeah. here. I actually have a guy that I love. He is an old Counter Strike uh, in-game leader. His name is Dazed. He's famous for being an absolute fucking trash rager. Um, 
and an in-game leader. And he posted on Twitter a list of changes that he would love to make to the game. And I'm just curious if we could just rapid fire look through these changes. It's just yeah. hot take. What do you guys think? I'd love to hear that. Sure. Balance changes I would make. Remove jet right click. Uh, one sec. Can you like post it to the chat so I can read it as well? Uh, yes, I can do that. Although, I was, yes, basically. <laughs> um, and then I'll add one more. What is jet right click? Jet right click is where she shoots all of her daggers at once in a sort of shotgun method. And if she kills anyone, she gets the reset, obviously. So this is a beautiful oh. thing because at our rank, this is not broken. And if you watch streams at a high level, this is unfucking believably broken. Because I think they it, did nerf it recently. Uh, where it has more fall off, so it behaves more like a shotgun, where it's good at close range, but kind of useless longer range. But right. it's not—it's not just a better sniper rifle. Well, but keep in mind, her left click, not right click, but her left click is a better sniper rifle, <laughs> in a way, if you have good right. um, aim at your hip, because it's a one-shot headshot while moving and jumping, and you get five or so shots to do it. So Jet is incredibly powerful from a dagger perspective, but the right click. At a high level where you don't miss, I've seen people literally get like right click, right click, right click, right click for four kills. It's out of control. So, okay. Yeah. I don't know what they do to it exactly. I don't Yeah, I guess I could say I wouldn't be upset if this got change got made. Um but I again like we're not in the the space where this is really a problem, so I can't be like yay right We're, we've not been abused by this yeah. but i've said I, I can just say i've watched people be abused by this high level players incredible aimers incredible players be abused by this and it feels like not it's way too <laughs> fucking easy to kill someone from 100 to 0 with this right click from a medium range whereas right if you're left clicking their head that is actually a beautiful aim thing to do. That is not easy to do. I'm not saying that it feels great to be one tapped with a jet from across the map, but I'm just saying that like that's hard to fucking do. This is easy. I don't know. I don't know, but I think this is intriguing. Okay, moving on. Cooldown between breach flashes and 150 cost. This is interesting to me because breach recently got three flashes and got buffed in a number of ways, and yet... I have not seen Breach dominate my life. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, you guys are getting Breaches? Uh, exactly. Right? No, I'm not. Occasionally. And they're like, okay at best. Right. But also, like, we're playing in, com like, he would call it trash tier, right. right? Yeah. You know, so. I guess, I mean, we've observed, like, Breach is strong when the team is really playing around him. Or like they're yeah. the breach is very coordinated with the people they're playing with, and I guess we have moments of that, but none of us really play breach that much. So often it's the match made so, person on our team playing breach, and there's very frequently a communication gap there. Yeah. So my guess is the cooldown between breach flashes not existing means you can you can flash like three angles instantly and then it doesn't matter if you fucked up one of them you got him you know you got the flash. i don't think it's instant um, but you can kind of go like fast. flash 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 right okay right um 
Okay. Sure. So there's that one. We don't really know what to say about that no. one because we're not. And I want to mention this, and, and um, I actually think these these first couple like we don't have a great context for, but I think they're interesting to think that like pro players are worried about this. But I'm actually almost like honored and excited at the fact that someone's complaining about breach at all because I haven't seen that motherfucker in years. Um, other than very recently, but but also like yeah, but he's not... also like maybe he's good at the higher level. But this is like, this has the potential to be bullshit. Yeah, you know. So, but but now we're moving into comments that I actually think are interesting and that can apply to us. And the first is Raina Flash should activate quicker. No, that's not that's not the next one. The next one is one turret or camera allowed per oh, round. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't mean to skip that one. Sorry. Let's let's. Sorry. I and I completely agree with yep. that um as a as a cypher main like that would hurt me but it wouldn't hurt me that much to be honest because like the cooldown is like long it's like 40 seconds um or something if it gets killed uh if i return it to myself it's 15 seconds um so like often i only get one per round anyways um but yeah i mean um but it, it's like it's a it's an honest like you killed it it should be dead like i hear that i i respect that a lot um your thoughts i mean at the same time it doesn't really seem like it's a problem now but again maybe this is just like a game pacing thing like if the game gets drawn out more then you start to see that and i guess both of those are stalling tools, so if people are doing that really well and the team is playing around it, maybe that becomes more of a problem. But I, I don't feel like this would yeah. make much of a difference in the games that we've played. So I, th I th But also, I mean, then there's the turret, not the camera. The turret having being able to come back on a cooldown is interesting. I didn't even know. I mean, I didn't play Killjoy, so I don't even know that's true, but... Yeah. But, but, I mean, but, it has a similarly long cooldown. Right. Even if you recall it, I think it still has like a 20 second cooldown before you can place it again. But so, so this comes from a mindset that's really truly embaked uh, in, in whatever, uh, in Counter Strike, where it's um, you choose to use your gear early or to use it late, and it takes thousands of hours of gameplay. That sounds so dumb, but to like use your utility later in the round, it, re it really does. And so what Cypher can do in this case is he can camera at the very beginning of the round to see if you're rushing B and then he can camera in the clutch. And I think to a Counter-Strike player, that's offensive because he can he should have had to choose which of the two scenarios he was going to use that amazingly strong ability. I think that's where this comes from. Like, in other words... And I don't disagree with yeah. that. I think that that's a fair trade-off that should be required. Like, I think that that leads to more interesting decisions and different gameplay on Cypher. And it's not just, like, a free ability that you throw out to get info about whether they're pushing. Right. And then it... Because keep in mind, Cypher's camera, we've tried this a million times. There's no way you can not detect it if you're seen. They've done a really good job of making it really obvious. If it sees you, you see it. So it becomes this great, like, you saw me, but I'm going to kill you scenario. No matter what. Even if they put it on crazy buildings, they put it on weird fucking platforms you've never seen before. They see you, for the most part, 
you kill it unless it's behind you up and above or something like that you didn't see so for the most part you trade this thing but like the idea of like i i think i don't think ciphers use this camera as optimally as they could because it's so strong they could hide this in the b site and never activate it until the absolute moment that they're sure you're on the site get a glimpse at your entire setup die with the camera and then move on and that could have been the use of the camera and that's insanely strong but that doesn't really happen because they can just walk they can just watch you like walking into the site like they can do and then they and like they watch you like the whole time like they're not afraid to lose this thing is what i'm trying to say because it comes back yeah. And and if they and actually were, remember, so that they they did a patch at one point where they greatly increased the cooldown if it got killed, right. and they specifically cited this as the reason. They're like, they want you to be punished if you lose your camera. Right. And and so this is kind of taking that to the nth degree. Like for instance, if you use a shock dart, it doesn't come back or something. You know. Although to be fair, your recon dart does. Um. Which is not on this list, but if we're going to talk about it, I think it's totally reasonable that it comes back. Like, I like the fact that Sova can continually recon dart because I think the recon dart has, like, counterplay in so many different ways. Like, the recon dart is one of the... I've, I mean, you saw it, bro. I literally clutched a game against a Sova because he recon darted in my area, but it didn't detect me, and that was enough to throw him off his game. And I got him that way. You know, the counterplay with the Sova dart is so in intensely uh, different, interesting, whatever, unique, that it creates a game for both players to play at the same time. Like it's, whereas the camera, it's really strong, but it's like, it just sees you. And the gameplay becomes, it saw me, I killed it, now what do we do? It doesn't become like I evaded the camera, you know, like there's no, there's, there's nothing like that. It doesn't exist at all. So, so there's something to say for that. What do you think about Reyna's flash activating quicker? I know we talked so much trash about Reyna, but at the same time, her flash, which I think is the coolest part of her entire kit, it does feel like now people have learned to shoot it and it's not that strong. What do you think about that? Uh, I guess. On the other hand, it's still the easiest flash to use yeah. in the sense that like, yeah. you don't have to worry about flashing your teammates. You just throw it out there like somewhere where it can be seen and you rush in after it. Um, yeah. So, sorry, I uh, had to step out for a quick second. What, what what were the comments on the flash so oh, far? We just started. Aside from what you just yeah. said. That, that was the only oh, comment okay. so far. I'll step yeah, out. So I think that this is a this. nerf. I think that this is a nerf on the flash. It activating uh, quicker because it allows you to uh, kill it faster. And you have to like use it and then run out a little bit faster. Um, That's so an interesting take. It actually makes it more it makes like counterplay. breaches, flashes, in the sense that it's like something yeah. your team can capitalize on and less something that you can use to get solo kills. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think that the way that it is now, like with it going out so fast, like so slow kind of, the, the enemy team has 
a lot of time to like accept the fact that they're going to get flashed and then they have to react to it and then you you can come out kind of at any time during that like time period um and um like maybe you run out instantly and then like the second after that like when they're still trying to react to you doing a wide peek then they stop being able to see you know something like that so i think i think that this actually would be a nerf um in a lot of cases like it would change it like in some ways it's a buff because it happens faster uh it's is it it still exists for like three seconds or something like that which is a long time um but yeah i've definitely shot at the orb before it exists i feel like and it hasn't died in the past so yeah <sighs> um but at the same yeah, time so... it doesn't feel like that's the problem any of us have with Rena's kit. Um Yeah, that's true. Maybe it I is mean, a legitimate I do feel like balance that's... concern though at the high level. I don't really know. Yeah. I do I do feel like it is very strong. Um and it kind of it forces you to take your eye off of the corner because it lasts so long like none of the other flashes like you get flashed and then you are flashed for two seconds and then it goes away um, or something, maybe less than that, maybe one second. Um, and you start being able to see again after that. Um, but with this one, like it just sits there affecting your whole team. Well, um, but on the other hand, like you break line of sight with it and you can see again immediately. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, it's a really interesting situation balance wise. I, I like yeah, I it. Agree. I mean, I, that's the one part of Reyna's kit that I enjoy playing against, to yeah, be honest. Agreed. Um, and I definitely like take one for the team most of the time by shooting at the orb so that the rest of my team can, you know, make kills. I know this sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but I actually think that is correct. Like, I think unless you're going to play at a coordinated team enough where there's designated people that have decided they're going to shoot it um, and, and communicate that out yeah. loud, I think I think it is everyone's responsibility to shoot that thing immediately and then flick back. Like, yeah, but 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 I, I still think that this would be a nerf to it um, by uh, changing, like making you able to kill it faster. So I think he means. Wow. I guess he means both killing it faster and blinding faster is my guess. Yeah. But but I would say yeah. James, I think you I think you fucking nailed it. This is the only thing that Reyna does that is actually good for the game at all. This is a hugely <laughs> interesting gameplay scenario that is played out with breaking people's angles, but then, you know, if she coordinates with her team, that's more powerful. Like every, every, and you know, you break line of sight, it unflashes you. Everything about this is a completely interesting and novel way to do a flashbang. And then the rest of her kit exists and it's total trash. So like, like dude, literally every other ability should not exist in this game. Like her alt fucking sucks. Like, and what it, like, dude, her, her alt sucks in, in the exact way that Reyna sucks. In the sense that it's both good when it's good and terrible when it's terrible how many times have you seen your teammate whiff a spray because they couldn't control the recoil of reina's alt <laughs> like it's like brimstone's fucking right. uh 
stim or something. It's just like, okay, so this is cool in theory, but I just watched my teammate throw it, but my opponents killed me every time. So like, this isn't fun. But yeah, this yeah. flash. I, I did want to say also that like, I've had counterplays against the flash that felt a lot like what you were talking about with the recon dart from Sova, mm. where it's like positioned myself yes. in a place where the flash is going to be behind like a box or something for me but i can actually still yeah. see where arena is going to enter right and they don't and expect that's cool. it and that's cool and yeah i agree yeah. like 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 this ability feels beautiful this is one of the most interesting ideas i have seen out of this entire team and out of this entire game is this flash and i've seen a lot of cool things out of this game this thing is cool throw the rest of the character out okay um. <laughs> All right. Have we had problems with judges? Not at our level, necessarily. Um, I mean, yeah, we had problems with that one guy on our <laughs> team that was a judge main, but also, um, like, was just a hugely toxic person. Oh, yeah, we actually saw him two would... more times. Yes. Um, yes. No way. The third time we ended up uh, actually dodging because just like, you know what? Because you were like, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he... He he literally he'll bait the entire team into terrible situations just so that he can get a quadra kill in a weird place and then be like, dude, if you guys had even gotten one more kill, then we we would have won the round. And it's like, no, because you baited us all into a terrible position because we were like, fuck, you have the bomb. I guess we have to follow you um, and make a play here. And um, and he also wasn't helping the team at all in any of those trades it's um, like do you really think he was like hiding on a book on a on a box with a judge waiting for the team the enemy team to like run around underneath it's, him. it's like james like do you think if this game wasn't 3 11 and you and it was a 5v5 you think their team the defense would would rush five people into b main to kill you yeah like shut the fuck up right <laughs> um right exactly exactly but like, i think actually um, i have seen people complain about judges yes. um in other circumstances like mainly uh people camping hookah with the judge for example um oh yeah that's nuts i think and the, the judge that, is actually the fact okay that you can just... from a design okay. standpoint though like it's it's very like the gun yeah it's yeah. very good in short range and it's really garbage when you have to rotate and yep. you can't just hold your close angle yep. um the yeah. change he's suggesting seems more pointed at like you shouldn't be able to buy a judge and still like be saving or like half buying yeah. and that seems fair um I agree. his suggestion yeah. by the way is make judge 1800 to 2000 so it's a little more expensive make it a little more expensive but it's like it's still about a it's still almost a thousand cheaper than like a standard rifle like a phantom or yeah vandal um and so yeah right what it means is that you can't buy one every round of the game for free um basically well with a with a buy uh like without saving um and i think that that's fair i think that like on the power level of the judge that makes sense to me um and also is it kind of I mean, like, what are the other weapons in that range? 
I guess there aren't. You have the Bucky and the Shorty. Dude, the shorty's two hundred, bro. The oh, shorty's out of control yeah. for two hundred. Okay, I was oh. thinking, I was thinking price, price range, range, price range, not, yeah, yeah. not, not. Uh, other not ones in that price range stinger, would be the bulldog. No, no, the stinger is only at, a thousand. At, at bulldog is twenty one hundred. Wait, yeah. sorry, let's clarify. Do you yeah. mean the post dazed change eighteen hundred to two thousand, or do you mean its current state? Yes. So in its current state, it's it's in the range of the Spectre. um. This, it's the same price as the Spectre. Okay. Which I think it's a tiny bit cheaper now, is isn't it? Like fifteen hundred. I don't know. It used to be sixteen. I thought it was sixteen. It used to be sixteen, like the Spectre. Maybe they reverted that. Huh. I don't remember. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. Um, either way, I think it's a fine change because I don't buy them very much. <laughs> Reasonable. Should be seven thousand <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, and and I agree that it's should it should be. Like for the gun that it is, I think that it should be um, more out of price range for a save round, for like a a half buy. Um, but I don't know. I'm, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're I'm kind of here or there, I think it's fine. But I I'm, I think it's acceptable where it is, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, so here's this change that I feel really strongly about. And honestly, it's one of the most offensive things in this game is that Brimstone, when he pulls out his smoke uh, display, uh, colloquially referred to as his iPad, it makes a noise. To the, to the enemy, enemy team. team. Correct, correct. Good clarification. I... There are a very rare select few dying breed abilities that alert your the opponents before you use them. And this one is just so offensive to me because it shoot the Go ahead. Almost all of them are damage abilities though. That make noises. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't think Phoenix's uh flash does. I don't think Omen's smoke does. I don't think I think like does yeah, like what smoke. what else does not much i mean omens omens smoke moving out makes a yeah. noise well like, but Cypher's we're talking about like when you makes when noise. you equip it to like but start targeting it, it out yeah 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 pulling it out i don't know does the snap no i don't think it does can you no. hear the snap no. from right the snap doesn't um, vipers shit doesn't fucking i didn't even nobody's. know the the ipad did it does and it is it's it does, it's actually yeah. criminal. Like I think this is this is hurtful to the beauty of their game. And I say this because of how Omen has played out as a character. So Brimstone is completely shoehorned to be a defensive character because of this and a like passive smoker. And he could and there are so many positions as Brimstone where I'm like pushed up into fucking bathrooms in a corner and I just want to re-smoke myself but I can't like I'm behind a smoke and it's super aggressive and you'd never suspect a brimstone to be here, but I can't re-smoke myself because of this noise that this makes. And it's sad because Omen had a, an entirely uh, different play style added to his, uh, his, his play, his kid or whatever. Uh, as the game went on in beta, he was 1 million percent 
that edgy character that just like one v's like you know nines and just he teleports behind shit and he does weird smokes and he jumps into them and he flashes and he does all of this shit that is super solo minded and he was played by exclusively that now he's like one of the best smokers. yeah he's one of the best defensive teamwork smokers ever and his entire play style switched because someone who was defensive used all of his abilities in a different way they used his flash defensively they used his smoke defensively they used his jump defensively to take a shot and then get out of an angle like they did all this stuff to just play him entirely differently and brimstone is about to have that exact same renaissance as an aggressive character but they won't let it because of this this thing right here and i think that's super <laughs> trash like let brimstone get and in your face and fuck you up and this 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 change is kind of a duo change with the next one which is that aiming down sights in in the like looking into the scope with an op doesn't make any yes. noise yep. um and so like the the thing that would like tell you if you're about to die like going around a corner you just don't get to know yep. um and like the fact that those two things like to me feel like they're like fairly similar and have different logic um i mean they're totally different but the the game state interaction feels similar um it's actually hilarious that brimstone's ipad makes a noise and the, and the op doesn't like that's just like a bizarre it's like one of them is more toxic and is in the state of being more toxic like i understand that brimstone is one of those powerful characters in this game so much so that they gave him one ability that's practically trash but like i want to see beautiful brimstone play that's aggressive and this change allows that to happen because keep in mind when i push bathrooms alone as brimstone if i die i am throwing all of the smokes for our entire team out the fucking window that is a huge fucking risk that is enough of a risk you know that is huge that is me potentially throwing the entire round so give me a yeah. little more when it comes to me trying to make an aggressive play because my team needs it but so so ops like the only reason i can think of that this, that would make a noise is that they took it out in the testing and he was like so ridiculously strong but that doesn't even make sense. Like it the, honestly seems the benefit like oversight is oversight. Yeah. To me. Right. Or like a choice that they made really early on and then just didn't think about ever again. And and I think the reason why it's so offensive to me personally is because it, it does feel like what you guys are describing. It doesn't feel like it fits in their balance philosophy when everything else is fucking silent that every other character does in the fucking game. Like it just feels like they just wanted to hold Brimstone back. Well, no, it feels like they wanted the whole brimstone back, but the reality is probably that it's an oversight or, or that it's some old class thing that they, they had at some point. But the reality is that they are just strapping brimstone down to a defensive character. And I think the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, If by the way, if there was a, an innovation where all of a sudden Raze is the best defensive character in this game, I think that's fucking cool. Like in the same way that Jet went from an aggressive character to the best opera in the game, that's cool to me. 
Like that's the metagame evolving in a way that I want to see. So to just artificially hold Brimstone back, it's like, come on, man. Um, especially in a world where Brimstone is just fading away to Omen because Omen can do the same shiver from so far away. Um, it's just like, let Brimstone come back. He only gets three. He has to pay for his smokes. I mean, come on. But I did want to mention the op scope sound because this is only a conversation because in Counter-Strike it makes a noise. No one would literally in a million years suggest this change if we didn't have this as a preconceived idea. Like, no one would be like, it should make an audible sound when the ops scope, <laughs> you know? No one would, like, come up with that. Um, but they do because yeah. it exists in other games. But, like, what problem does that solve for the op? I mean, most of the time when you're having trouble taking out an op, it's because you can't get close enough to it to have any chance of winning the duel right often so it's a so what is having it scope which would necessarily like mean you'd have to be close enough to hear it do so it just it's a really really interesting mechanic that has a lot of repercussions that you wouldn't expect that is a really weird strange way of nerfing it like, for instance, imagine if you're on Haven again and you're attacking the A site and they're retaking. There was an op on C and we knew that because someone's shoulder peaked and they shot. And so you hit A to make sure that the op has to rotate over from C to A and then they take the heaven position. Okay? That's the scenario. You have pressed into site and one person is in, um, one person is in under. They're in hell underneath heaven they now have almost a guarantee audio cue if there's an op in heaven unless that person scoped from all the way in ct and walked there so unless they did that that person in under actually gets that rotating intel and can call out op in heaven that seems like such a weird thing to incentivize though like mm -hmm. running scoped so it's actually it actually nerfs the opera because it it makes yeah, their I field mean, of view really low so then they don't usually do that they usually scope in heaven and get seen or heard i should say yeah it's so really weird in that scenario like they have you get some warning before just before you're about to get shot basically yeah and, and slash maybe like if they're scoping and there's nobody in sight then somebody around a corner can call it out like let's say let's say you're playing yeah. uh the bombs down you're playing no peak long no peak short and one under heaven right so you have three people alive one person's in long in that corner you know that left corner and like one person's in short down the ramp and they they peak with their op they check both angles they don't find anyone they made a noise to do so it just but adds that little is bit retaking the site really where the op is problematic I feel like a lot of the time people will pick up a rifle like on the way to retake simply because it's so difficult to retake with an op. Yes. So this is actually a super fair point about it. Like it's a very strange way of nerfing it. It almost leans into its negatives and makes them even worse. It like really shoehorns the op as a really great defensive tool if you walk into it. Like 
because the retake is already so hard, then they add this other retake element difficulty around it. It also, by the way, means if you... And, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to mention that uh, like Riot did just nerf the up, and they nerfed the... The, um, the fire rate, like the, the front side of it. And <clears throat> the uh, cost. The everything. <laughs> right. They nerfed what makes it good, not what makes it bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, the fire rate, the equip time, the cost, as you just mentioned, right. Um, which is interesting. So it makes it harder to get to, so you're less likely to use it at all. Um, it makes it harder to use, um, and but it doesn't change the fact that like peeking into an op is like a death right. sentence, right? So because you don't want to change that because that's the point of the gun. Yeah, I guess. Um, but one thing that did occur to me is that so one of the places where ops are really oppressive is when the defending team has like two or maybe even three of them, and they can just have all of the like angles watched with an op, basically. Mm -hmm. And so by and this nerf deals with that. Yeah, it does by bit. making them have a weakness once you manage to get past one of those. Right. And that like now they have three ops and they could have had a rifle that would have helped them way more with the retake. Yes. So yeah. the op is, I would say, one of the most fantastic balance conversation concepts that's ever existed in all of Counter-Strike because if you really want to like quiz me from like 10 years ago or some shit when I first, it was probably seven years ago, six years ago, five years ago when I started playing Counter-Strike, I don't know if the op fit in that game either. <laughs> like that gun when played at a high level is fucking crazy. It is so good but it's tr it, the the thing to think about in this game is there's two aspects that make the op more powerful that don't exist in counter-strike and i guess three if you consider the scope sound scope sounds a very weird change but people are very familiar with it but the others are every character in counter-strike can buy two flashbangs no matter what and one smoke so every single person is 100% capable of saying, I wonder if they have an op on C-Long, I'm going to throw a flashbang. Every character in the whole game is capable of doing that in Counter-Strike. That is 1 and million percent not true in this game. Also, because the flashbangs are thrown, doesn't that mean you have a lot more potential to like get them out into an unexpected place? Well, like, all of the flashes here are very constrained. It's like, okay, you'll throw it a set distance from your character. Yes. So you're going to see the flashes in particular places. Imagine... Raphael, imagine your Sova lineups, but with a perfectly timed flashbang. That's what exists yeah. in Counter-Strike. Perfect. Like, it flies over this wall. No one can see it at all. No one can hear it at all. It pops perfectly. Everyone on the entire side is blind for a second. All angles are lost. Push forward. That exists Um, to those who are willing to learn it. So, yes, exactly. And two of them per player. So, bro, I'll throw one for you or fuck it. They exist so great in lineups. I can throw one for myself. Like, Phoenix is loving to flash up an op, flash an op, but he's actually struggling to flash an op really elegantly in the same way that in Counter-Strike you can absolutely self-flash. It's not even hard if you have a lineup. So it's like, it's like I can do it myself. Flash for yourself or self-flash? Well, okay. Those are two different things with very Both of them are results. not hard. <laughs> 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 but so that exists. 
And so people say like, just use your smokes and stuff, but smokes are not a really elegant way of dealing with the ops in the same way that flashes are. Flashes are insanely elegant at dealing with ops in a way that smokes can really hurt you on the backside. Um, so that's one aspect. And the other aspect is the way the economy works. And this is a much larger conversation that I don't even think I'm well equipped to have, but I will just tell you from personal experience that money flows in this game so much easier than it ever does in Counter-Strike. And what I mean by that is that you cannot stop those motherfuckers from getting ops. And if you don't stop them and you take the ops from them, they can get them again. And that is not necessarily the case in Counter-Strike as much. It is a huge fucking risk that could cost them three rounds if they buy an op and, and don't get three kills with it. If they buy an op, get one kill, get traded, you take that op off their hands. That could cost them three rounds or more. That can really destroy their economy. Cause this guy, he's on pistols for three rounds. That's devastating to their whole team. The pain of buying an op in that game and not converting to the value that you should get is really high. This game, not so much. And as a result, you can kind of just buy an op and that didn't work, I'll buy a rifle next round. It's all good. Or maybe I'll save one and I'll mm. be totally fine again. So that is another factor that doesn't really punish the op here is the fact that they kind of just flow like candy. You can have one if you want. You can throw rounds with an op. You can buy an op, not succeed, buy another one, not succeed, buy another one, not succeed. Like that's not so bad. But if you did that in Counter-Strike, people were looking at you like, this motherfucker needs to stop buying ops. He's literally killing us. He is literally killing us to do this. Like he has to stop. That doesn't exist here. So... There's a lot of factors that allow ops to just go crazy rampant. The fact they're not getting flashed anywhere, the fact that they don't destroy you economically for buying one, and the fact that I, I guess the scope sound doesn't or does make a noise, you know, that's like an interesting one to me that I think could be talked about. But there's a lot of uh, uh, other factors that lead to the op being just devastatingly good in this game if used in the right hands. Like, devastatingly good. Um and and so we just have to we just have to exist in that world right now i think <laughs> not only because it's buffed by jet running away um fuck do reynas use ops because they probably should like <laughs> like <laughs> god damn it but that's i mean but there's a trade-off there of like you could also be using a rifle and just like running around like a madman getting yeah. kills true yeah you know um, like the opportunity cost is yeah. pretty high. Um, yeah. So one thing they did in the, I mean, there's also the question of, okay. sorry, there's also the question of like the kind of person that chooses to be an opper versus the kind of person that chooses to be a Reina. Uh, but just wait, wait, they'll call us. It's like one of them is playing a role in the team and the other one is actively avoiding the team, yeah. you know? It's it's it, it's just um, something to look at. I don't think we have an answer here. I don't think Riot has an answer here. And I don't think the community has an answer either. But ops exist because they exist in Counter-Strike and they're a part of the balance there and they wouldn't do anything other than have them. So much so that they named them the similar name. Op in Counter-Strike, AWP, yeah. op in this game, OP operator, right? They sound the same when abbreviated. They They felt it was a core part of this game. But does it fit and where does it fit is an open question that we will observe in time because people will only get better at this gun 
And yes, it's true. When we all use the op, we notice that when we miss, it fucking sucks and we die and we throw the game. But as people miss less and less and less and less, this gun gets out of fucking control. Like, it is not a, an exaggeration to say the sound that an op makes strikes fear in alls who hear it. Like, seriously, this gun is a nightmare. <laughs> like, like, my favorite skin in Counter-Strike for this gun was the lightning skin because the crack of thunder from this gun brings fear. <laughs> Like, like seriously. <laughs> um, and the amount of people that blind peek corners or just face check, if you're going to use League of Legends terms, face check corners in this game, it's out of fucking control. It's like, you know, it's too damn high. Like that meme, you know, it's too damn high. But these ops are going to slowly but surely destroy people. And at the higher level, I hear people just bitch about ops all day long, just all day long. It's so not fair because... What do you do against an op if you're Sage? You don't. You have zero in your kit to deal with it. Go somewhere else. But go yeah. somewhere else is an assumption that you know it's there. Right. Go somewhere else next <laughs> round. Exactly. <laughs> like, what do you what if you do if you're and like name a lot of people? Take the L. Take the L. <laughs> Get shot in the face, man, or the ch chest or something. So yeah. it's it's an open discussion and it's something that is to be worked on. One change that they made that I will just say last piece on the op before maybe we, we wrap it, but uh, in Counter-Strike, it has 10 bullets in the magazine. And in this game, it has five. And they just made that choice somewhere. Somewhere along their line of balancing where they decided that uh, Brimstone's iPad makes into sound, they decided that this uh, gun should have less bullets. And... I don't know. That's always struck me as super reasonable. Like I never understood why it had 10 bullets, but I do think in this game, it's actually really bizarre because in this particular game, it's the only game in all existence where you actually can kill six people, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I actually think like maybe it should be six. Yeah. I think I would make it six if I was the developer, just so that, because the premise in, that they made it was, you cannot miss a shot, but if you do not miss a shot, you can kill everyone on the opponent's team. That's kind of like the, the what they're flirting out with five bullets, but the reality is actually six. Is it? Or do you think that they thought of that? Or was it, man, this feels like bullshit at 10 bullets. Let's cut it down to They five. definitely thought that. And it is total bullshit at 10 bullets. It's so unnecessary. It's like, why is there so many bullets in here? But... But I would love to see six just because I want to see the highlight reel where someone doesn't reload one time and kills the entire team plus a res. I think that would be a beautiful highlight reel and it would be something to truly go into the record books. So, You know what they could do? They could just make it so that it reloads when you get a kill. Oh my god. Don't suggest oh, such no. a thing. Do not suggest. <laughs> <laughs> Reyna, the gun. Reyna should do that. Yeah, Reyna exactly. should just reload yeah. when you get a kill and she should just... You know what she... You know what she she should reload when anybody on her team you know what gets a kill. When when anyone on the opponent's team I think, dies, I think that would Raina make her kill another person on their team just for free through the walls. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you just point and click at them like it's a yeah. menu, like not like it's a gun. Oh my like god, it's a menu. Like who do you want? That actually kill reminds next? me of, of uh, Overwatch's uh, Soldier Soldier seventy six. Obviously, doesn't click on the menu, but his kit was so strange to me as an aimer because I came from Counter Strike and I was an aimer, and I was like, this guy's an aimer. But his ult is a non-aiming ability, like, and they were like, but it doesn't 
but it but you can't get headshots. True. So your max DPS drops, but you do get um auto auto aim for like ten seconds. No, and that and that oh. makes sense, but it was so funny to me because I remember people telling me like, no, this is a great introductory character because you don't have to aim sometimes when he uses ult. And I'm like, but the rest of his kit, you have to aim like a motherfucker. So what's the point? <laughs> like, like I wouldn't take like my friend who's like, I don't know yeah. what a mouse is. And you're like, here, play Soldier 76 because one out of every 90th minute you can use this ability. I don't know. It just, it just never made sense to me because it was like the rest of his kit is, right. is pure aim god and then they're like all right so you're tired of aiming aren't you or like you're new and it's like no like like, like there were so many other characters in overwatch that did such a fantastic job of being like you can't aim super well because you're you're new or you're not focusing on that and so you can still contribute and i was like great but soldier 76 was always like such a hybrid like imagine fucking Widowmaker being like you press your ult and you just headshot people <laughs> it's like okay yeah Anyways. Yeah, I mean, she does give you wall hacks, but like that, you have to actually like know what you're doing to play with that and make it bullshit. Yeah. Um, I mean, then there's also, I mean, the the exact same concept is true for um, McCree, mm -hmm. where his ultimate is just anybody on screen. You wait a couple seconds and then you headshot them when you click so and it's it's not just headshot it's like deal a shitload of damage more than it's like kill them basically okay. it's like a cooldown yeah. for everybody on your screen and then you kill them all i think technically the way it works so. is it's like as you use it the longer they stay on screen the more damage you will do to them when you activate it and it it visualizes this as right. a circle collapsing in on them and once it's like at yeah. the minimum size, which is when you would kill them, it has like a little skull on it. So you can see like, okay, if I click now, I will shoot yeah. six people and kill them. Right. Interesting. So, it, it, but also his character outside of that ability is like even more punishing aimer. Character. Yeah, I mean, it's like Sheriff um, in Valorant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like his gun is the Sheriff. Except he does have a right click, which is, which you just unload with low aim. Uh, you unload your whole clip. So, but like, yeah, but like both of them are that that same like sort of ridiculous. But isn't that style? super strange? Like, imagine <laughs> like, like your friend comes to you like, "Hey, I'm not really comfortable with first person shooters, like, but I really want to play McCree," and you're like, "There's a couple of things in here that Don't. can help you, but." The rest of it is like, which by the way is 90% of it, is not helping you, you know? <laughs> like, I was. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that they were thinking about it in this way. Like, aim is not like one of the primary pillars of Overwatch the way it is in Counter Strike and Valorant. Like, that's very true. Yeah. It's something you can be good at and be strong off of, but it's not like, it's not the thing that is holding you down all the time yeah well i mean another way to put that is that there are ways to play the game that don't that where aim is not the thing holding you down yeah like at all but i would say that like most many of the characters the thing that will hold you down the most is aim 
Um, well, that's not true. Uh, many, some of the characters, that's true. But yeah, I, I guess you're right. Um, like you still do have to aim for almost all the characters, yeah. and you still do have to be pretty good at it. But it's um, it's not the same like life or death that it is in Valorant. Yes, right. where people would joke yeah. that where it's like, is the best. You ability. can't aim; you're useless. Like yeah. they have that voice line from Sova, where it's like, "If you can't aim today, there are other ways to be useful." And like, that's honestly a joke. <laughs> so true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like Sage can. It's, it's well, no, but this really is really true, what's yeah. really sad about the pro scene right now is it's it's evolving. P- players are getting upgraded, and um, I I've watched a lot of like like old school counter-strike professionals that were never good enough to get past the c tier that they were at or the b tier maybe when they peaked like walk into valorant play brimstone for a little while play cypher for a little while people loved them they had some clutch ability they had some experience they had some knowledge and every single one of those motherfuckers is getting upgraded because at the end of the day your cipher can just have amazing aim too. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. He does the same traps, you know. But like, if if you play Winston in Overwatch, then you hold down the left click and you deal damage to everybody on your screen who's nearby. So. Yeah. You don't have to aim at all. Um, I mean. Which is kind of true of all of the, like, tanks. They're they're much less aim-dependent. Um, in Overwatch, like, it's, it's really more about, um, like, placement of your character um, and understanding, like, where you need to be, what, what abilities you're using. Um, I guess Arisa is kind of the only one that really does have like a lot of her kit is a gun that shoots <laughs> the other ones are like less of that um but then again i haven't played in a while so maybe there's another tank that's come out that's like also just deals a lot of damage with their left click so cuz so ask fuck so it. i i want to ask this and and maybe this is like the last question cuz i feel like we've gotten through a lot i think we've done pretty well but for those of you who have played Overwatch at all, which is I've played it some, but not really. Like, there's a really strong community reaction in Valorant to like shields should not exist, or like overhealing past 150 should not exist, like tanks should not exist, like shields in a sense like um. Fuck Reinhardt should not exist, like. How do you guys feel about those sorts of concepts in this sort of game? Like, does that just break it? In which, in which game? Sorry. In, in, in Valorant. In, in Overwatch Valorant. Like, like in, in other words, if you said, bro, oh. I've got a great idea for a champion. It's called Reinhardt, but I spelled it different. Like, how do you feel about that in a game like this? Does that just, just, does that just ruin it? I mean, if it's like literally the same way the shields work, then yes. Like it doesn't work with the way that combat operates in Valorant. <laughs> like it, it's... Yeah, I fully agree. 
<laughs> that's that would just be so ridiculously bullshit. You would just get a site for free. Like every it kind time. of works in Overwatch, um, and even there, like people find it varying degrees of frustrating. Um, where like, but Overwatch is a lot more about like chipping away at people. Like a a duel yeah. isn't just like you headshot them unless you're Widowmaker and you have a good angle. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but like even that is like heavily curtailed by shields. For example, like Reinhardt's shield is like there to protect people from Widowmaker, among other things. Um, so it's like literally yeah. there to stop the kind of gameplay that Valorant has. Right. Um, yes. Right. If it's like you put up a temporary barrier that you can shoot through for a few seconds and the enemy team can't, maybe that could work. It still seems like really dangerous um, in terms of balance. Um, if it's like put up a temporary wall, we kind of have that sage. Um, but if it's like... But like the, the idea of only one side being able to shoot through it, um and the other side has to break it down that yeah no i think that that would be it it shouldn't be something that you could just like keep strong. up all the time or have it recharge or recharge like, if it yeah. were like maybe you got two charges and each charge lasts like i don't know a couple of seconds that could maybe work but i'm not sure i would want to see that in the game actually i'm pretty sure i don't want to see that in the game because the may, maybe the fundamental um, balance of these types of games is that outside of the sage's wall which is both sides can't shoot it like there's always this rule in of thinking and if you want to watch high level streams you will see this pattern borne out every single stream you watch for the end from now to the end of time and that is when you flash someone you have an advantage and you feel as if you deserve to kill them but the, the reality is that if they're holding the angle and they spray at your head, they can still kill you too. Like that's just the counterplay is that they can kill you. And so you will see till the ends of time, someone who flashes someone and then says, what the fuck? How did they kill me? This is total bullshit. But the, the reality is that they can shoot you too. It's the same thing with the smoke. I smoked that guy off. Why can he shoot me? Well, he spammed, you know, that that counterplay exists. So there's an unspoken balance rule of there's a disadvantage disadvantage for the other side if you use your kit correctly but they can still kill you and it's going to happen and they can do things to kill you better by like visualizing the map or like having the angle already when the smoke comes down and so 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 maybe like having a shield that only one side can shoot through like does break that philosophy in a way that maybe people aren't willing to to accept But on the other hand, I think that something like that will be added to the game because of the need to add more characters with unique kit aspects. Maybe. Um, I mean, I'm I'm fairly convinced that something like that will I appear. I think they put just themselves because... in a dangerous spot by committing to a one agent added every two months schedule. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree yeah. with that. I would love to see. I mean, remember when there was like one one champion released yes. every two weeks in league yes. of legends and it just started getting nutty um a lot of champions 
that were a huge problem for a long time <laughs> were released but, but at the time. same time the nuttiness is actually when they saw their huge momentous rise because it was just fucking wild like like nobody knew what the fuck That's was going true. on so everyone was into it like but was that was it because of that that they kept re- was it because they kept releasing characters that they saw a momentous rise or was that a coincidence I think it's part of it the fact that it just like continued to change and be new and like that you could always find something new when you came back to the game like i don't i don't yeah, know maybe. how that maybe. works for the the rest of us or the ones i guess what i mean is like i didn't play league like competitively at that time so it didn't bother me that there was just bullshit out of the game constantly but i like play this game not competitively but at a high level for myself for my own skills and so i would be bothered if bullshit was added to the game constantly like it's different you know yeah but dude but 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 the answer really is maps bro like that's the real answer no i i totally agree with you i think that maps are a much better ad than than characters um So one thing that's interesting here is that, and I saw this post on Reddit and it was interesting because I think it's like a fair point. And they were saying, if Riot doesn't let the community innovate here, this game dies. And I'm not saying that it dies, but I think there is a thirst for maps right now. And the community would make some really fucking good ones if Riot allowed them to do it. And they don't. And I, I think that's a fair thing to look at. Because some of the best maps in all of Counter-Strike's history, and even StarCraft's history, bro. Yeah, StarCraft, like, yeah, most of the, like, maps that get used in competitive competitions came out of, like, map-making contests. Yeah. The GSL would pick right. that shit up. I, I wonder, I wonder if, um, they're, like, I, I mean, I assume the reason one of the big reasons is that their map making tools are so integrated with the rest of the game that they kind of can't give those out uh, without releasing a lot of proprietary information. And um, I mean, it's definitely a big undertaking for a developer to build like externally usable content creation tools. Yeah, totally. Right. Um but I do I do agree that that should happen because more maps would be pretty yeah. sick. Bro, you could literally um, port all of Counter-Strike's maps to this game and I think that would be like at least novel. <laughs> you know, I would play that. I mean, yeah, I like there's there's a lot of difference there so i mean i think like the thing is if if that's allowed and they're added in like there's so the the issue is like how much community uh like maps would be added into the general pool like there would have to be some review and like acceptance process um, but then also like, could you play your own maps in custom games? And the answer would be yes. <laughs> Cause why, what else would they do? Um, 
they would never allow those maps into the no. general pool. Um, but I think that those would be the very first maps that anybody yeah. made, right? Um, but but so. it's just, um, there's, I think, a really, I feel the same way about the Spectator UI, which we don't need to go into, but if you've watched a game or two, it's fucking trash. Oh my god, it's so it, bad. And I wish them well, but it's fucking trash. By the way, like just counter just copy Counter Strike more, would you? Like it's just like that esport has non trivially existed in this space and been communicated well to it. You know, it's just it's just they solve the problems already, so what I'm trying to say. Like 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 let's just copy, but okay, okay, okay. But but what I mean is like there's a thirst, man, for esports. There's a thirst for maps. There's a thirst for even characters for that matter although i do think looking at the community suggestion for characters characters seem really hard and i will give them a lot of credit yeah. for what they do and don't do here because the community suggestion for characters have been really suspect like we do not have but so here's the thing here's the thing that i think that that riot needs to do which is back away from their community they need to take less um, like they need to give the community creation tools, I believe. Um, like I think that, that the community should be brought in to make their own, basically like similar to Counter-Strike to make their own, um, like, uh, spectator UIs, uh, and, and their own maps, um, and maybe even like custom characters just for fun, yeah, but that I don't know. Yeah. That one is weird. It's like a lot of coding involved. Um, right. Um, but I think that they need to stop listening to the community so much on on like that the small ones. shit. Um, I think that they're too freaked out about a lot of things, and it's um about like what the com the community's like monster of the week um feels like it affects balance changes too much that might just be modern me. game development bro like that's like what people define as like the developer listens like to the community like they they're on reddit yeah but like but that's not good to me like in the same way that that I think that um like this is a personal thing, but I think that like choose your own adventure games, uh, which is a really derogatory way <laughs> of describing like you know you like your your decisions matter to the story. The, like the same reason that I think that those games are less impactful to me than um like well written curated experiences um where the the game developers the the writers the the i don't know the experienced creators get to um decide what happens and and edit that i think that in the same way the 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 creators of this these experiences are being pulled around by a ton of disparate forces that don't have the same vision. Yeah. Um, and that leads to a muddied product to me. Um, so I think they need to 
uh, stop listening quite so much. In a case, that might be Sage. Except the... Sage has been destroyed. Right. That's that's the specific situation that I that I was thinking of for this, which is like Sage keeps getting nerfed because like too many people are playing her. And I always thought the weirdest thing about that was that like at the time she kept getting nerfed, like Cypher had a higher pick rate in the pro scene. Hundred percent. Right. But but she like the community was freaking out about her too much. Uh, and like, I never personally felt that there was an issue playing against Sage, um, or with Sage. And I was fine with not having a Sage on my team. Like, yeah, I think, I, I think that it's was, the meta slaves. Yeah, that... It was the worst part was like people being like, <laughs> yeah, nobody's playing Sage. Fuck. I have to play Sage. And it's like, no, you, you don't. don't like do what you want and like even saying that was like a controversial yeah. statement yeah right no and now it's like oh we don't need a sage exactly. because she's bad and 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 that's just the community uh, but she has really good not catching abilities. up to the reality of what's before their eyes like like sage is really powerful no doubt because of a lot of things that she has a slow has never existed in these types of games and it's devastatingly strong because when people people peak angles slowly against them you destroy them like it's devastatingly and they removed the slow from cypher's kit but then added because they wanted her to be the only character with a slow and also cypher was op (laughs) um but then they gave killjoy a slow so no, I, it's it's a, it's weird, and Sage is in a weird place because I actually think Sheep's cool, and I think healing is cool, yeah. and and stall is cool, and the one thing that I can say, and I actually don't think this has necessarily been addressed. They've tried. I mean, it's they've it's been addressed in the sense that they tried, but I don't think it's addressed in the sense that they succeeded. But when someone says to me Sage's wall is bullshit because I walled the middle of split as a defender and the terrorists like have nothing to do or for instance sorry i guess i'm the terrorists and i'm or the attackers excuse me i'm the attackers and i'm trying to break this wall down and we all have ak's or whatever god damn it we all have vandals and we're just sitting there and we don't know what the fuck to do it's like it's obvious you just spray it down it's not even hard like it's it's sage was never countering you in that way but then if you say to me on a pistol round she puts up a wall what do i do i'm like okay actually this has felt oppressive this has felt impossible like if you've ever been walled outside of a 1v1 clutch as a uh, against a sage you're like what the f and they said like well we increased knife damage and it's like i hear what you're saying but on the pistol rounds this thing is out of fucking control and on the rest of the game it's totally reasonable as it is before before nerf before you could break it down easier so I could see that. So make it take more damage. Yeah, like from like do something there for that, but I don't think you need to kill the ability dead by making it so a single person can break down like half the wall <laughs> um, before it goes up. Right. Um, Sage is interesting to me just because I think there was really cool, like positive. I appreciated Sage healing me. I was like thankful for that teamwork interaction, you know? 
Yeah, actually, I wanted to make a note like about Sage's heal versus Reina's heal. Okay. Like, you could kind of argue that like, okay, you lost a duel and you did some damage to them, and then Sage heals them back up. Yeah. Um, and that kind of felt yeah. like Reina's heal. But on the other hand, like, at least in that scenario, you're denying like the heal being used somewhere else. It's like, okay, Sage's heal is down. Right. Like. And she like she never gets four of them in her round. Yeah, and it also doesn't heal you past a hundred, unlike Reina's heal. So you get so to come like, back as Sage's a heal was player. actually good. Yeah. Right. Right. It felt reasonable. It was like a little bit disappointing when you traded when you tried to trade for or like get a kill, you fail. They took a bunch of damage it was like a little disappointing for her to use her heal there but it didn't feel like like i don't like, know it was a, really a strict loss <laughs> yeah i actually think yeah. reina's can kill yeah. someone and then go from not buying armor to like having armor <laughs> like i don't know if that's actually true i haven't played her but yeah yeah, yeah they, they can. can yeah i, I think like, they can although yeah. technically the heal um the overheal has a time limit. It's like they get it for a certain amount of time and then it goes away. Um, but it's a fairly long time. Let me see. 25 seconds. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty long. A long time. Yeah, so, so they did, a, and they did, by the way, uh, an approach to nerfing Sage that was all over the place. Like, I think it felt very reactionary and very listening to the community and not very intentional in a way that just felt haphazard and almost negligent because it was like okay then your heal's a problem so what are we gonna do we're gonna nerf the time for the heal and it's like okay i think the heal's in a good spot we're gonna nerf the 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 numbers for the heal too but that was like a month later and now the heal is like crippled because they hit it both the amount of time it takes to do two of them and the amount that it does and the rate that it does sorry that was another one i forgot and the rate that it does they hit every single angle but just like slowly over time like you guys said far past when she was no longer picked that often they just ruined her heel yeah they just destroyed it stomped over it it's just like yeah it's just like trust yourself a little bit more that you had created a good environment like a and fun Raina's game. fucking stomping people like like <laughs> where's the Raina nerf like i'm just saying like sage is a good character what are you doing <laughs> sorry that's just my personal biases but you're right but but like they trusted themselves on jet and jet has become amazing and they trusted themselves and then they looked at sage and they're like you're fucking right and they just nerfed everything like it used to be you could right. bunny hop which is with it's when you jump with momentum over her slow and that was a counterplay and they looked at that and nerfed that that to me is mind-bogglingly not understanding the game at all or like because yeah the fact that and they because they because they said well that they they're understanding a different game they're understanding the game that they want to make is is easier and it's uh, more accessible and so some people can't bunny hop and so we should nerf bunny hopping but actually Bunny hopping done reasonably has your knife out and it comes with momentum. And as a result, you're a fucking target. You are so ridiculously yeah. killable if you bunny hop over a slow. Sage can play that shit all day long. Same with the rest of her team. 
like you are you're it's the same thing as a jet dash but it's worse like jet is a target but imagine her being easier to hit on the way like it's like dude you can't do this shit aggressively that is so risky and they were like no gone so they hit they hit the slow that way where there was this interesting counterplay against it which was cool so that i guess it makes it stronger but it makes it less interesting and then they just they did it to all the ground effects i think yeah Basically, they effectively raised the height of the the ground effects. Right, right. And by the way, this is just my this is totally zero science and all my feeling. But they said out loud, we changed the tick rate on all the Molotovs, all the fires, AOE ground effects, to be the same DPS, but just it ticks faster. So if you jump over it, you get more accurate damage. And I. Am I willing to just say the, the dumbest shit out loud? But I don't think they did their math right because all the mollies just did way too much fucking damage after that point period. Like, they were I, out of control. And they still I are. I mean, maybe maybe that got messed up. But I, I do actually like the philosophy of that change. Yes, agreed. Um, in that, like, it was really annoying to be like, oh, I was in the molly for just one extra tick and now I took another 25 damage. Yes. Uh, no, no, you're completely right. Like, the, the philosophy that time they change is brilliant. Like, as far as I'm concerned, it should be, like, triple it. Like, the ticks should be, like, super scientific in the sense of you can calculate how long you're in there, how much damage you take. But after that point, Brimstone Mollies just started killing everyone. <laughs> and then, like, that's when they released Killjoy, and then Killstoy's Mollies were killing everyone. And then fucking everyone was killing everyone. And it was just, like... This wasn't there before, or was the tick seriously not like so affecting the balance of this that we weren't even ex- we weren't even realizing the values that were at in these mollies until just now? Wasn't that change made mm. before the like uh, jumping change? Because I think it it's more problematic when you can bunny hop over it and you could maybe like dodge a tick, mm. and then you get really weird effects. I think it was made first. I think it was made first, but I might be totally wrong with that. Right. But, but, but like, definitely, like, in concert with all these changes, all of a sudden Molotovs are just oppressive as fuck. <laughs> like, just, like, brutal. Yeah. Because my favorite play of all time from Counter-Strike is uh, oppers aggressively bunny hopping over their own Molotov to shoot you in the back in a way that you would never expect and then leaving. <laughs> it's just like, how did he do this? But it's because he didn't die 100 to 0 to that Molotov by stepping in it is how he did it. Um, so, I don't know. We're just griping now at this point. I feel like we have a, we've had a good fucking episode on this game. It's Okay, we've, we've talked a lot about yeah. the fucking details, but I did want to mention, have you guys ever played a game that is as gratifying as winning a 1v2 of Clutch? <laughs> uh, no, that's incredibly gratifying. I would agree with I, that. This is not a straightforward answer for me. Um, I mean, like, winning a game of StarCraft can be incredibly gratifying. Because, like, it is a mental battle between you and one other person. And, like, yeah, if there was yeah. some back and forth there, it can feel really just like, wow, like, that was all me. And it was awesome. So, but I mean, clutching in Valorant 
is really fun. It feels super good when you pull it off as well. There's an added aspect that I think is... It's almost like a junky aspect. But it's like... The fact that your entire team is forced to watch you. They're forced. <laughs> and you can feel their eyeballs on your neck. And your hair is raising. Yeah. I guess there's also the, the social aspect of it. Like, especially when you you pull it off and the entire team is like, whoa, that was awesome. Yeah. Which you, you don't get in StarCraft. That's true. You walk up to your roommate and you're like, that was amazing. And they're like, shut the fuck up, go to bed. And you're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little different, but, you know, similar concepts. But yeah, I, I would say, like, the people who play this game love the pressure. Because there's pressure in this game. Like, I've never felt in any other type any other game mode of any other game ever where the entire 10 people are looking at you whether or not they're on the opponent's team or your allies they're looking at you i guess nine people i guess you're looking at you i guess but like you know <laughs> whatever but like you know that feeling where you're just like and then like the other team is sitting there like we should win this it's a 2v1 like how do we fuck this up and just like throwing that wrench into everything is just something so truly delightful like dude james you remember the first time you won v2 i remember screaming out loud being like james that was sick and you're just like holy <laughs> fuck how did that happen man <laughs> holy fuck holy fuck but like that's i think we might all be chasing that <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think that there there's there's something to that um like i i don't live for the clutches to be honest, like those are, it's fun to win a, to win a clutch. Um, uh, but I think that, um, I think what I love the most about this game is when it feels like my whole team is playing, um, together, um, and succeeding together. Um, and um and i feel like i'm you know an active part of that i think that that's incredibly gratifying to be um a part of um yeah i completely agree and i think that's also the worst part about the game in that like when that goes the opposite way yep. and you're just like stomping on each yeah. other's toes that is just awful yeah oh, rafa do you remember a game we played recently in competitive where we were like zero and seven at the start on T side or something. And it was just like, we were just not functioning as a team and we were stepping on each other's toes and everyone is biting their lips to not say some crazy shit about the way that guy played it, you know, like mm -hmm. referring to every other person in the whole game, you know, just like looking at you, you're a nice guy. You seem like you're saying nice shit, but why did you fucking leave me there? I needed you there. And then we just, like, we didn't tilt, like, miraculously. Like, everyone was kind of on the edge, but nobody tilted. And then we made a couple adjustments and managed to, like, pull it back all the way into overtime and then win that game. Oh, Yeah, that was pretty crazy. So, I... I it, it's also this, like, really interesting aspect of the game where it's, like, the the teamwork is actually very different on the different sides. And you can have a team that just, like, can't play together on one side but works fine on the other side. Yeah. 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 And is like dominant on that yeah. side. Very typically you will see teams that cannot work together on attack 
but can work really well together on defense because it's a more separated side where they can kind of just do their own role. And that's why like even a bad strat caller on T side can really, really, really help. Even if it's not a great call, rush hmm. B. It's like, yeah. really? That's the best you got? I'm like, I don't know. What you had default and then die over and over again? Is that what you're a strat? Like, like let's just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> default, push too hard, die by yourself. Um, All chat some crazy yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> no, it's it's true. Like, the teamwork aspect is is really, really fucking cool. And the fact that there's different sides and the fact that just the fact that snowballing doesn't really exist in this game, like in the sense of you're only winning until you're not winning, you know, and you have to win all the way until the end to win the game. And like, I always think of it like a lawnmower when you're behind. It's like, okay, they beat us. So now we're chilling, we're saving. Then we get another pull of the lawnmower. Like, vroom. Did we start our engine yet? No. They wrecked us. They got two judge kills. Oh, it's bullshit. It should be 2,000, you know? Like, fuck. Okay. Then we go save again. Now we're down four rounds. Okay. We've got guns again. It's time to pull that engine again. From Did we start the engine? Like, and I feel like you can pull a bunch of times. And even if, and it's actually crazy and hard to do. But even if you pull when you're like down 11 rounds, if you start that engine, it's actually possible that you can win the game. And it's just like, contrasting that with like league it's like you don't get to pull that engine with a 50 50 fair game after 30 minutes of play if they've been dominating you like you just don't get to yeah yeah right wow i think we did it holy shit that was a long episode bros i think i think we lied at the beginning of the episode about only talking about Valorant for some of it and then going into I other stuff. We were going to talk about other games too. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah, we we thought we might do that as well, but it turns out we had a shitload of things to say about uh of uh, Valorant. And I guess I also um, want to clarify like we spend a lot of time complaining about Valorant. <laughs> but like I think We're still that, playing it a yeah, shitload. That comes from like <laughs> actually really enjoying it and it's just like these few things great on us. Yeah. But it's like we wouldn't yeah. Want to put the energy into complaining about them if we didn't yeah. like love the game. We're at this yeah. Yeah, like like I have stopped playing Call of Duty entirely in favor of Valorant. Um like yeah, there's things I would complain about in Call of Duty. Am I going to? No, cuz I don't I don't Yeah, you don't play don't the care. game. Like that's it. Someday game. James, I'd I I'd love I to play, play that game. with you because it's the Valorant equivalent game mode, and I do think you would dominate. It's the game that 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 made you con- that that uh, let you convince me to try this kind of game. Um, by playing it for like three hours and being like, now imagine if all of the bullshit that we've been complaining about for the past three hours didn't exist. That's so true. <laughs> Like asterisk, like there's gonna be some other bullshit, but don't think about that. Like, you know, just like right, but like, like none of none of the bullshit in Valorant compares to to the dying of off of, of a like, spawn from a grenade that was thrown from their spawn to your spawn, which kills you in a second in a competitive game like this is bullshit. What? Or like, yeah, like. 
or yeah. uh, kill streaks in in that game mode are yeah. bullshit. Like they just totally. It's like, oh well, they just win this round because they have some bullshit. Yeah. And the, going the closest on. equivalent is ultimates, and they are strong, and you do play around them, but it's just, it's so much better balance. Everybody has, like, you know which right. ones are gonna happen, and they're not, they're not just free kills. Yeah. The ultimate, like some of them feel but, like. But that, if you've but ever played aren't. the character that quote is giving you free kills, even rays, even fucking so or whatever, that's just way harder than you think to actually pull off. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I whiffed yeah. so many Sova ults, and eventually, like, I went into Spike Rush, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to Sova ult. Like, I'm going to focus on Sova ulting. Mm. And that's when I started actually right. being able to get kills. It was, like, after doing, I don't know, 30 Spike Rushes or something with Sova. Yeah. Just putting in the reps. Damn. Practice yeah. makes better, <laughs> huh? So, so just to expand on that point, like, we are in the details of this game. The dirty dirty details but the reason is because it's given us enough value to get there like you know and um i i do think we have valid criticisms and i do think i'm not saying you just make the changes we suggest but i'm saying you consider them and and move with them and try them i think you could inch towards a better game like i do think it's not just we're not just bitching because we're bitching you know there's a real game that we can all see in our mind's eye that's better than this that exists as Valorant. And I, I think it's it's worth it to consider. Why? <laughs> a lot of people would be like, there's a game that exists in our mind's eye. It's better than this. And then just call it a different game. <laughs> and it's Counter-Strike. And it's Overwatch. And it's League of Legends. Yes, yes. No, I know. Yeah. I know. I just mean there's a better version of Valorant that exists totally. Like for sure. And it's... um Yeah. Honestly, dude, is it before Reyna and Killjoy end of the game? I don't know. But like a good example is um first bullet accuracy is something people talk a lot about this game where they say they'd like the first bullet to be a little bit more accurate. And I haven't played a game because Counter-Strike also has really bad first bullet inaccuracy. Uh, I haven't played a game that does this. But in theory, like I would love to try that. I'd love to try a game where the first bullet can be a sniper rifle. You just have to aim perfectly on someone's head, which, by the way, is the hardest thing possible. So give it to someone. Yeah. Like when when people say the op is bullshit and I say to you, well, part of the reason why it's bullshit is because you aimed on that person's head and you missed because you had a rifle and they were far away. And they hit you in the chest and were yeah. also scoped in. Like, like that is something you could toy with a little to 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 affect the op balance is is give riflers that are skilled more ability plus by the way i'm not gonna lie are you saying are you saying implement overwatch's community like develop game modes bullshit uh, because that's actually pretty cool where people could set up lobbies of like only ops only headshots oh, count Jesus. for damage um Oh Jesus! Um, sure. Which would be interesting. I mean, that would be an interesting game mode. I would try it? it. I would try it. I. It would. It would be. It would be fun for a solid ten minutes, you know, <laughs> and then you move you on to the better. next one. But like, that's most of the Overwatch yeah. ones as well. Is like, oh, this is kind of fun like, for like. Here's 10 what minutes. the community could actually do. That'd be helpful, because the, the, the community in Counter Strike did this. They made custom servers and they said, here's what we're going to do. 
we're going to make deathmatch, but we're going to remove the fact that you can see each other on the map. We're going to make it so you instantly spawn on death. Instantly. Not like you have to wait a second or two for some reason. You instantly spawn. And it's a drop-in, drop-out. There's no winning. There's no losing. You don't have to wait to 30. You go in as long as you want until you feel ready to leave, and then you leave, and there's no ending. And there's no beginning. You just jump in. Like, that's what the community did in Counter-Strike, and it's a really great way to warm up. Like, why have us load in into this map and out of this map again? Why have us have to start at the beginning and then end? Why have someone win at all? Why have a delay to spawn when you die? And why show people on the map? Now, why show people on the map is because of camping and there's other reasons. Like, But what I'm saying is the community just figured that shit out for themselves and tried it out. And it turns out they love it way more than anything Valve has ever implemented. And so the community just goes there to deathmatch. Like, I would love that. I would love someone in the community just trying to mess with these variables and seeing if they can come up with something better. And if they do, let's do it. Um, like, doesn't hurt. Yeah, I also think that those tools are really great from a focused practice perspective. Yeah. Like one of the things I did in StarCraft a lot was there are a few like custom maps that were basically like drilling particular skills. It would be like, mm. okay, you need to build this unit, press the hotkey. And it's like, it'll just give you a string of those. And it's like, how quickly can you get through? like pressing the correct hotkey and so that was really good like when i completely uh. switched up my hotkey layout mm -hmm. um and then there are other ones where it's like okay a bunch of bane links are coming at you split your marines and it's like in an if you're just playing the normal game it's way harder to practice these specific skills um and that's kind of like what deathmatch is doing is extracting a specific set of skills just like the aspects of gunplay when you're roaming um but there are other things that could be extracted too like um mccoy has mentioned like retake a lot re as a mode so re retake yes that's the one i always mention because it was um just delightful what it would do is it was a server that once again doesn't really end and doesn't really begin they did end eventually but it was like you'd play for a long time like 30 minutes or something and, and you could there was no winning Nobody is, like, winning the, the game. It's all just practice. And so what they would do is they would spawn the defenders on the outside of the site with a little bit of gear. That's what's beautiful. You'd be brimstone, but you'd have one spoke, and you wouldn't have a molly, or you'd have a molly and two smokes. You know, it would say you've used some of your gear up till that point. So you don't have everything, but you have enough to make this work, maybe. And then they would spawn the attackers in the site the exact moment the bomb goes down. Bomb goes down, round start. And they'd put you in defensive positions. So there'd be three people in the site in defensive positions. They can move a little bit, but they can't move much. They have about five seconds before the action starts. And the people on the outside are coming in, coordinating their offensive. And so all of a sudden, it's this 3v3 that gets played out a million times. And it's ridiculously good practice for how to play the sites, how to play clutches, how to play bomb defusal how to play all that shit but there's zero pressure to win nobody wins nobody loses nobody gets broken economically by losing everyone just gets to try and by the way what they would do is they do really interesting systems that the community designed like things like you could elect to get an op but they would only give x amount of ops per team so in deathmatch everyone can have an op if they want to but in this mode you would elect to have an op and it would say, I will try to spawn you with an op. If not, which gun do you want? Do you want this rifle? And which pistol do you want? This pistol. Okay, cool. And then it would say, 
you've been given an op this round. And if nobody else wants an op, you can have an op every round. But if other people want ops, it's going to spread it around. And it'll just like do these sorts of mechanisms to make sure that the game feels realistic. There's not nine ops versus nine ops or some shit, you know, and they would always do this. And it was just, it was <laughs> fucking ridiculously good practice. And they're on great servers, 128 tick, really smooth. And then they would do fun stuff too. Like they would uh, unlock all skins for all players. So you could choose any skin you wanted for any gun. And you just type into the console and have it and see what it looks like. Um, and they would just do fun stuff. If you die, you could spectate, you could fly around, see what you wanted to see, see both perspectives. Um, but you couldn't communicate anymore to anyone. So you're dead. You can't communicate, but you can see both sides. You can see their positions. You can see how they killed you. You can see where they're playing and you can see the clutch from both sides. Like they just allowed you to like really soak in the information. Um, and this is all just the community saying, I want this. I'll build it. Like, l let me build it. I'll do it. You don't have to do it. And it honestly was better than anything Valve ever made for the game when it comes to practice. <laughs> By a country mile. <laughs> Yeah. So, so when someone on Reddit says, hey, I think the community could do better for Valorant than Riot's doing, no offense, bros. You're doing great, but these people are a free resource. Maybe you should use them. There's something to be said for that. Okay, we should actually end this thing. <sighs> I I mean, I, I agree, I think. Yeah. But I, I also think that... Uh... We should end this. <laughs> Thank you, Raphael, for guest spotting on this episode. Thank you, James, for coming here and talking about yeah. random shit and being awesome. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been a actually long episode. Did we have a point? Did we say anything? A I don't crazy. even know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we we we. It was an airing of grievances. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, do we no, even no. rate this shit? Unless you want to, um, oh, fuck it, fuck it. You want to give like an updated, like how you feel about Valorant right now? I don't know. I don't think I do. Like, it's just, it's just a, it, like, I guess, I don't know. Like, I feel like I have to give it a gold star. Like, it's just really a source of enjoyment and fun and like playing with both of you guys is just really great so yeah i guess that's where i'm at right now i would echo that yeah i mean i guess i would give it a gold star too in that like i don't even know how much time i've been playing it but it's been a lot and yeah yeah i mean it's continued to interest me and be just like i don't know and a type of gameplay that i haven't seen elsewhere i mean i know counter-strike has it but i i never got around to playing counter-strike so someday yeah someday maybe but it's just uh it's one of those games that it gives you more the more you you give to it and i feel like it's been really fun watching both of you guys learn more about it and get better at it and I don't know if this is a common trend, but James has lit on fire in the past two weeks. I don't know what happened, but it's like out of control. Like, like James carried a couple games <laughs> and it was like not subtle. <laughs> like, and and that's awesome. But it's but it's but it's, it's been beautiful because I think you guys are starting to see moments like the clutch more often, and you're starting to see what they're like, and you're starting to see 
like what that feels like and what the lessons are are to be learned in there. And there's not hard and fast rules, but sometimes there are rules to consider and follow, like try to isolate a 1v1 if you can or whatever. But like I feel like every rep that you get in there, it makes you want to be in there a little more because you're like, I actually think I can do this better. And you totally can, all of us, everyone. So it's been really fun in that way. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't see it slowing down necessarily. Like, I just think it's going to be a game that's there for us. Although truthfully, like, should we decide to not play it for three weeks, it will be a brutal reentry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that happened yes, to me. Remember that? Welcome. I went on vacation and then I came back and it was hard. <laughs> and then you lit on fire. Yeah. Maybe that's the secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, right. Well, there is there is something true about like going away from something and then coming back after a little while and um, like the shift of the way that you think about it changes your abilities. Um, I, I once heard a guy describe it to me as I went on vacation, I came back, and the way he could describe it was I actually aimed at people instead of flicking at them. I just, just tried to actually shoot them yeah. as opposed yeah. to like freaking out. And yeah. just doing what my muscle memory told me to do, which was flick spray, call it a day. He was like, I just kind of like tried to click on them, man. And I was like, I've never seen you this good in my life. <laughs> like, you're incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> All right. But yeah, we actually yeah. do Goodbye, need everyone. to end this episode. So um, thank you. Bye. Take care. Whew.